0: What a special day it is Monday, October 3rd. I think 1pm uh, Central 11 Pacific two Eastern y'all we have a very fun show today. I'm sure you've noticed on the channel. We like to do these uh, forum style uh, conversations where we have more than one guest in today. Boy, oh boy, do we have the creme de la creme? I'm not French. I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. But maybe we have somebody on the panel who can please welcome Alexandra Mertz and from sunny California, the best duo in finance. Okay. Ross Gerber and Gary black. Thank you all very much for joining. Very excited to have y'all here with me. Uh, welcome. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate y'all. Absolutely. So we'll get started with uh together. We, like, we literally call
1: us the best duo in finance. And we start <laughs> off with a like, perfect harmony. Thank you.
0: There you go. Of course. Right, of course.
1: Now. so now we're gonna
0: uh yeah we'll just get right in i mean there's a lot to talk about obviously a lot has happened in the world of uh uh not just finance but like tesla specifically here so I'll pose the question to the panel. Maybe we'll just get started with uh, Alexandra and then take it from there. Um, deliveries Q3 for Tesla on Sunday, I believe yesterday, right around noontime, my time, they were released. Uh, production about 360,000. Deliveries was 344,000. It was a miss versus the market expectation. Um, there's a lot of uh, chatter out there about you know how this and the long term trajectory of Tesla, maybe not a big deal. Short term, it could be a big deal because of different factors, but you know that's something we'll get into. Uh, maybe we'll take a uh, Ladies first, Uh, Alexander, if you want to kick us off with a discussion, what you think of the results, and then we'll pass it around and see what the rest of the panel thinks.
2: Thank you. That's very kind of you. Well, First of all, your French was perfect. Thank you very much, Father. Thank you. Um, And then second, I think we should explain to everybody we were late because we were discussing Ross's eye color matching the background, right? I mean, there's a whole thing going on about (laughs) Ross's blues. (laughs) We get get into that. You also notice that there's a book now in the back with him on it. So we're not having any ego problems here today. But to (laughs) to get... (laughs) <laughs> to get to it. So yes, the, um, the delivery numbers were obviously lower than we expected, which for me was a bit of a letdown, not really because I mean, that can be 20,000 cars delivered a couple of days or weeks later, that's not an issue. What I really didn't like is the communication around it, which probably will bring us later uh, to the subject whether there should improve still communication at Tesla. Um, you know, I don't see why hyping up the numbers with these analyst uh, averages and all that when you know that this is going to be is why not announce a little bit earlier this whole uh, China delays? I mean, I'm sure Gary and Ross are more knowledgeable about why this happened. Um it did happen. I don't think it's a big thing. It's just a bleep in, in history of, of Tesla. We'll probably forget about it in a couple of weeks. Um, but I do believe communication around it should have been better. What do you
1: think? I mean, I don't know if they're gonna I don't know if they even really knew, you know, how Tesla operates. I don't think. They really know that much into the future exactly what's going to happen every week, unfortunately. Um, But that said, I think that, you know, there's this typical, like, magnifying effect of every short-term thing and every little hiccup that Tesla has becomes some sort of, like, well-discussed issue when they, bottom line, had records across the board, deliveries, record... uh, uh, production, which is, I think the most important factor that people aren't talking about is during the, one of the toughest periods of time for supply chain where every other car company is struggling to make cars, Tesla made plenty of cars and it turned out their biggest issue was getting them to the right place um, at the last minute, which is typical Tesla. So I, I just don't see why anybody's making anything more about it than necessary, you know?
3: So here's, here's my issue and here's I think what a lot of um People in the market today are saying, obviously, Tesla's down 8% and the market's up 2 because people are worrying this is not a supply issue where there's logistical issues that need to be fixed. I think a lot of people are saying, okay, that's, that's the excuse they came up with after the fact. But when you look at what actually happened, and I was complaining to Ross, it's probably the worst day I've had from a performance standpoint since I started because it's such a big position and it's down 8%. We knew back in uh, around the 15th or 16th that they started discounting in China and they offered a, an 8,000 discount, not not a big number. How much dollars is that? Uh, 1, 1,200. 1,200. Yeah, $1,200. Yeah. It's not a big number, but you know it's a discount. And the punchline is they did it because they probably saw they had a lot of uh, production coming on and they needed to move product. And you had to basically take delivery by the end of the month. And they kind of couched it, well, if you buy Tesla insurance, you get this discount off a car. Okay, fine. Then we saw that normally the last month of the quarter, all the production goes to the local um, sales. But this time around, they started shipping, exporting out around the 21st. Normally they start exporting out the 27th, 28th, which gets counted in the next quarter. So they always do this every quarter, they start shipping out toward the end of the quarter and it doesn't count. Once they satisfy all the local demand, And that must have been the tell, it should have been the tell to us that they didn't have enough local demand to soak up the inventory because they started shipping out exports around the 21st.
1: Yes, but also Gary, remember they've increased production pretty dramatically this quarter Mm. in China. So like like, there is a possibility that they just weren't able to get the cars Mm. in China to where they need to be, even in China. It was easier to just load them on a boat and send them to
3: Hertz or whatever. Yeah, that looks good and it sounds good. It's in transit. But the problem was, you know, we always hear, well, it's a capacity constraint. There's always more people who want to buy cars than there is capacity. We hear that all the time. And I always scoff that and say, you guys aren't looking at the demand side equation. You're looking at the supply side. And you can't just look at supply. you got to look at demand. And what happened in China, we believe, is is there's a lot of thought that China's going to or that Tesla's going to have to discount the price, particularly of the standard Model Y, which is above Mm -hmm. the 300,000 won threshold, uh, at which you get an additional 12,000 subsidy. And so a lot of Chinese folks are shamed if they get, quote, unquote, ripped off, as they say. Uh, somebody told me that today, and I thought that was a good quote, because they want to be able to get a deal, and they want to be able to say they got a
1: deal. What, what is the subsidy level in China where you get the discount when you say – 300,000, which, which is – Which the short-range – Which model, is how
3: f- – Model 3 gets it. It's forty. i not the way.
1: So, so, but yeah, so the Y isn't even close to it. You know. It is, it
3: is, it's, it's 310. So the, I'm talking about the standard Model Y. Okay. So all they had to do was reduce the price of Model Y by about 5%, and they would have been at the 300. But somebody made the decision that rather than do that, they would play around with this 8,000 discount if you buy insurance, and that didn't work. And then sometime around the 21st, they said, you know what, this isn't working, let's get this stuff out of here. And that's when they started exporting it out. And hence, you have an excuse that says, "Okay, we have logistics issues. And look, I'm not a cynic. It's our largest position. But I do think that somebody screwed up and they thought that they could sell the product and they didn't. And when they realized they didn't, they had to ship it out. And now it's in transit. So it doesn't count as a delivery. So will it come back in the fourth quarter? Yes. But the problem is China demand because people are still waiting for a price cut. Uh, is is potentially yeah. going to be light, bad in the fourth quarter as well. And that's the challenge. And I think that's what the market is telling us today, that this may not be a one-quarter issue, that the fourth quarter may also be light because of China volumes.
1: Yeah. And I think that's that's Gary's premise right now is that demand in China is being affected, which we all know China's in a recession. So obviously, when there's a recession, there's a certain amount of limited uh demand. But that said, I don't know you know we're that's just conjecture you know sure, we don't sure. we don't really know for sure um what i do think which i do think is a possibility is that as they ramped as they've been ramping uh vehicles also in germany and austin that also creates transit strains and so i i just think it's the typical tesla where they kind of what you're saying it's like they get to a, somebody messes up and then you got all these cars and then they're juggling because it's not really when you make almost 400,000 cars, and you've got 20, you know, it's a small percentage of the overall, percent. Yeah, right. Excess. So you know, I think we're being super micro analytical about a record quarter for Tesla. And uh, obviously, we have expectations. And, and so you say, Okay, I'm going to knock 10% off the value of the entire company, because of this expectation and i think that's an opportunity for investors i i think it's an overreaction did
2: you revise your expectations for fourth quarter deliveries does that change your view on fourth quarter deliveries
3: no i didn't touch mine i i think that people will because i've been traveling uh but i think people will take their fourth quarter numbers down because and i don't know if it's 50 percent, but a good chunk of analysts will assume that this is a problem in china that's not being resolved if they had just cut price about the 15th of uh of September, they would have, you know, basically matched supply and demand. I, I believe that, but because they didn't, now they're kind of stuck, and they don't. Yeah, but they, they, they don't probably have,
1: didn't they don't, want to cut
3: and they don't have a lot of, um, what do you call it? demand? Right, not demand. They don't have a lot of open orders right now, where they can basically say, okay, we have all this uh, spillover from third quarter into fourth quarter, and that's the challenge. They're basically working with no weight, You can get on the the website right now in China and, and get a car in a week or two. So the challenge is you don't. So where have a- are
2: your expectations? Where are your expectations for Q4 between 450 and 500? Where Where are you?
3: I'm at about 440, but for deliveries. Yeah. Oh,
2: you below. Yeah,
3: yeah. So that would be a great quarter. <laughs> that would be awesome. But it's all. Relative- it, was,
2: it would be the best quarter. Yeah. But I mean, did you see that Reuters article last week, which speculated on 495? Do you think that was just a natural article, or was it seeded?
3: Who knows? You know, Tesla doesn't communicate very well, as we know. And well, they don't if, communicate if, at all. If, if Tesla wanted to put out guidance, they could have done so, but they chose not to. So I'm not sure, you know, if I want to believe a Reuters article, and especially that that journalist who I spoke to before, but we've had before issues where, you know, like the the thing a couple months ago where, you know, she saw a document that we didn't see a document to, and it made the stock go down then. Remember that was? A couple yeah. Months ago? Same, I mean,
1: same I, I don't know how they get to, you know, that number, you know, as far as, just from a production and delivery standpoint. So you got 20,000 extra cars you can add on to your numbers for Q4, but then you've got to look at production for Q4. So, you know, I tend to just go with Gary's numbers because uh, I think Gary's better than all the rest of them at figuring this out. Um, that said, I mean, if they're really gonna deliver 440,000 cars in Q4, like, why would you sell the stock? Like, I you shouldn't, shouldn't sell the stock. Right,
3: I agree. See, so the- why well, are you beating yourself up, Gary? So, so I'm beating myself up because I hate having bad performance well yeah them. but it's because of tesla i get it it's, get it's it. like oh My- michael jordan had a bad
1: game so the bulls yeah. suck now i mean look, it's like it is look, what
3: it is let's look at the positives the positives are you know you probably have to cut your earnings number for third quarter by about six seven cents a share so the street's going to bring their estimates down six seven cents so what do you have them for the quarter so i was at about a buck 12 now I'll bring it down to a buck five the street was at a buck seven they'll bring it down to a dollar if, if they're doing the math right Some of them may not ever revise anything.
1: Yeah, but what about the more Model X and S sales, which I think you've got to factor in? I don't think they held those cars.
3: That wasn't that wasn't
1: six or thousand.
3: That wasn't a delta versus what was in no, but in margin in margin. I'm just saying that wasn't a miss. Okay, if you miss, you got to take your numbers down, and the street's going to take their. Is this a good thing, boss? No, no, (laughs) but but do you think that do you think that they have the mix correct? I don't know. I mean, at this point, I I think. I believe somewhat that the average Chinese consumer said, I want a deal. There's a lot of rumors in the marketplace that they're going to cut their price. They saw this two-week promotion where they were getting, you know, roughly a 2.5% discount if they bought some insurance. And they jumped to the conclusion, well, they're going to have to take prices down further, so I'm going to wait. And you, you, I don't know if you got 50,000 people like that, 100,000 people like that, but you've got a lot of people that once they take the price down, and that's the question, will they fix the situation? Or the people in Tesla, China, or maybe it's Elon, so stubborn that they say, "No, we're not going to take prices down, even though we have this mismatch of production, which is going to continue to grow and demand. So if you got these people waiting for a price cut, do you give them the price cut or do you say, no, we're not going to do that? Well, well think,
2: because they would sell the car somewhere else right because okay. they would put the car on a ship and sell it somewhere else do that's right
3: do the math Alexandra. we're talking about the largest ev market you in always America. tell me that do the math
2: i do the math
3: but you're not <laughs> you're not doing the math if you're saying just ship them somewhere else. we're going to take ship them to hold europe on, hold on 150 000 are supposed to be bought in china okay so we're going to take 150 thousand and you're going to send them to you know you might send 20 somewhere or 30 or 50 but you don't. You don't have 150. You can just hide somewhere. No, that's a lot of cars. But
1: I'm just saying, I don't think demand is zero in China.
3: It's not. It's not. I, but I, if you've got people waiting extreme. for a price cut, though, and look, Tesla has lowered prices before. I went yeah. back. Model three, they lowered four times yeah, they in the did. last three years. Now, I don't think they've ever lowered price on Model Y. But mm-hmm. when you have a mismatch between the product, as as Ross said, you know, you're ramping up your factory. You're you're trying to be as efficient and as productive as you can. And you're not sure what the demand is. Sometimes you got to take a temporary price cut to just get the demand and supply back.
2: Well, and you. we'll have the same issue. We'll have the same issue in, in January in the United States, right? Because then we we get into the seven thousand five hundred tax credit here, so we will have to revisit prices Absolutely. here beginning of January too. So this right. is just the first the mm-hmm. first prelude to a couple of. But the thing is, then, well, then operating margin on the cars will. go low lower we'll see it below 30 percent
1: range they're getting some cost efficiencies from supply chain that they were paying more from you know a couple months back so elon's already mentioned that so i wouldn't be surprised to see price cuts without losing margin Like, like i think you know in general people have been paying top dollar to suppliers to get stuff for the last three to six months. And, and that's completely reversed now. So so we're not seeing any of these shipping and and commodities issues that we saw really just three months ago. So so I don't know how that passes through on their actual cost structure. And that's why I'm not that concerned about margins either, because I I don't know what it costs them to make the cars this this quarter either. And I think maybe people Mm -hmm. are over exaggerating the costs so i you know i tend to be more bullish anyways uh, by nature um which is i guess why i like hanging out with gary because he evens I me out him. yeah he, he evens me out a little bit uh, <laughs> but but i think that we tend to make a lot of you know this is a long conversation yeah. about a few cars you know what i mean and yeah. and i think in the end tesla delivered a record amount of cars didn't they like any way you look at the math yeah Sure. So, yeah. of, so let's just end on that note and get okay, into questions. Okay. On, a, you know,
3: on, I, a, on a positive side, we'll get earnings the week of the 19th. They will probably beat the, the lowered expectations. And then we will have S&P, hopefully, if they're doing their jobs after they waited for a year, we'll upgrade Tesla to an investment grade rating. Even point. though they have no debt. <laughs> no debt. But I think they will. And then, you know, I still have the Twitter ordeal kind of out there. It's, it's definitely an overhang on the stock. and
1: It's if, an overhang if, on if they, Elon, if for they, sure. If,
3: if, if they can settle this, and I still don't think Elon's going to go to trial because I think he would lose. I think if they settle before the trial, that will be a lift from the stock and that'll help. And then we got Cybertruck next year, which both Ross and I have ordered. We're both waiting for. That's a huge positive for next year. There's not going to be much cannibalization of Cybertruck versus everything else. So I think that's hugely incremental. You didn't to, me- to mention they're this. making a robot. We're not. We're not at the robot. We're
2: getting to the robot.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I love. I love how you like you know five year out existential valuations. You know, like RoboTaxi. and Gary and I are on the same page with our robo taxi valuations. But, but that said, I, this so is the, the most incredible company in the stock market. Come on, you you want to do a whole hour show talking about any other stock right now? No, no. There's no, no other company worthy of it. And look, so that's tel- actually the question
2: we had is that yeah. is there any other stock that you would feel comfortable comfortable holding the way you feel comfortable about holding Tesla? I mean, I know you have 30 other stock in your portfolios, but is any any single one able to come to the same threshold that you have the Tesla stock at?
3: Yeah, I think Google, you know, which is our second largest position would would be something I could hold for years because it's got a great fundamental business and it's cheap. I think the problem with Tesla, it's not a cheap stock, right? I mean, even, using street estimates it's trading about 45 times next year's earnings on my estimates trading like 35 times earnings right but it's got a beta of 1.6 so you got to be rewarded for that extra risk hmm. it's tough stock to own as your largest position what's your estimate for next year i'm at eight bucks and the street's- you're at eight Jeez, yeah. i was just figuring six the street's at six so yeah got, so
1: this got- stock is cheap then gary i don't know what you're yeah. talking about you got eight bucks on this stock and yep. it's trading 250. yep
2: yeah, I mean,
1: it's nothing. growing it's, volumes fifty percent to the sky. There are
3: not there are not growth stocks that I can see that have forty to fifty percent volume growth, let alone forty to fifty percent earnings growth. Trading at thirty three times earnings, that's a peg of less no. than one.
1: And and remember, the deepest mode I can think of too. I mean, there's nobody close to Tesla. If I could ask now, one you, question, you said
2: you said Google. Yeah. You said Google. Did you hear anything yeah, about those rumors you know, that, that Tesla was approaching?
1: So Google, you're not concerned about their ad business, like? Yeah, but it's,
3: it's cyclical. I mean, if, if we're in a recession, you're right. The ad business.
1: No, but like competition, drops, like Amazon is going uh, after Google in a very meaningful way, and and I know this business very well. And Amazon's ad business is growing very rapidly and targeted
3: right at Google. It's literally right at them. Look, it's got it's got search, and I agree, there's competition, but Google was first and Google's got the best product and and I search on Amazon more
1: than I search on Google. Really?
3: Okay, well, how yeah. good for you. <laughs> they got the cloud business which is, you know, it's it's a very it's a very good business. And I think look, at the end of the day, you got to go back to valuation. You know, if I can buy a stock that's growing its revenues and earnings at 15% a year and it's trading for 15 times I'll do that. all, And it's got a beta of one, which means. I, I agree. I mean, I own first. Google
1: too. I, I'll do know. that all, every day. I, no, week. listen, I, I I own Google too. And I like Google. I'm just saying it's a boring company. They have not. Boring? Okay. Yeah, it's boring. You know, people who watch YouTube. Yeah, it's you boring. Own? It's the same YouTube. It's has the same YouTube. You, you have, yes, you I kids? watch YouTube. I'm on. I think we're on YouTube. There you go. That's not the point. That's not the point. Hmm. Is Is YouTube growing rapidly? Yes. yes. Well, we'll see. They've got a lot of competition now. But
3: Search, they yeah, don't a have lot a lot of competition. competition.
1: No, they don't. They don't. But I think there's people after them, and and I think that that's something to consider. That said, I like Google, and I think the valuation is ridiculously cheap. But I don't find the same comfort in that that I do in Tesla.
3: Yeah. So back to your question, Alexander, is there another stock we could talk about for an hour that would keep people's interest? Absolutely not. No. Tesla is multifaceted, very, very Colorful CEO who's always, you know, doing crazy stuff, and um, you know we could talk about we could talk about Tesla forever. To be honest, we could probably do three
1: hours on Tesla. Yeah, let's let's get into questions. I want to hear some of these questions. You have this whole list of questions people had for you, Alexandra. and since you have us, so. no go ahead.
0: Yeah, actually, I actually had one. I wanted to drill a little bit deeper on the on the margin question. So one of the things that I that uh, Elon tweeted on uh, not too long ago was around uh the 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 fed was going a little too fast on on uh raising rates and i'm assuming he's saying that because in the supply chain that he sees that he you know now they have this massive supply chain in tesla i'm guessing the signal there was that hey we're seeing deflation happening and our costs are coming down dramatically which one would think would then uh dramatically increase their margins how do you guys think about that mechanism playing into the next like say q3 and q4 and do you think that's going to be material enough to impact uh uh, the the stock price especially versus the what, what the market might be expecting. Let me know if that question makes well,
1: sense. Well, that was what I was saying earlier that I don't think we know what their cost structure was in Q2 because I think in Q3 because it changed a lot from the beginning of the quarter to the end of the quarter. So I've seen this in a lot of the businesses that I work with in the last three months where what they were looking at three months ago is very different than what their cost structure is today in a positive way. Most of the companies I've talked to have no intention of lowering prices despite this, and they're actually making more margin. That said, I think it's, in as we were just discussing, it's in Tesla's advantage to be competitive on price and to pass on cost savings versus trying to expand margins by lowering prices and being competitive in areas like China, if that's what they need to do. So I think this has affected Tesla, but I think there are other costs that increased during this period of time, like let's say shipping, and we'll see if they change the you know margins like spent a little more in one area because they saved money in this or whether they absolutely cut costs on a whole and more likely they probably didn't gain much margin in this quarter i don't think
3: see the challenge is labor is a big chunk of their cost structure right. and labor's not labor's sticky labor's not going down and it's not going down and right. you got an unemployment rate of you know three six three seven and especially where Tesla's located, there's huge demand for labor. Yeah, So I don't I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, I agree with Elon that you know inflation has peaked and Ross and I were arguing about this before, and the Fed is being crazy at raising rates so aggressively, it's gonna raise rates another 125 base points between now and the end of the year. And then you get to next year, they're gonna realize that we're in recession because they've created this recession. And at that point, you're gonna see them start either taking rates down or at least talking rates down, you know, maybe they'll talk it down, but not actually do it themselves. And so I agree that there's gonna be some margin expansion. You just have to weigh that against it. You know, Tesla's got a new product coming out next year, Cybertruck, it's not gonna be that efficient as they make it. Um, You know, they're still ramping up two new factories, which are not optimally um, producing cars yet. And the margins are not anywhere near. In fact, they're probably still losing money, uh, what they are in Fremont and in Shanghai. So I've got some, i wouldn't call it aggressive margin expansion, but but, but decent margin expansion in the next few years. But that's not why I own the stock. I own the stock because EV adoption around the world is still surging. And it's 10% this year. I've got it at 36% by uh, 2026, 42% by 2027, and 60% by 2030. If you try to figure what the compound growth rate of that, if they just hold their share, it's like 40%. Yeah. And no, I go back to, no. I can't find growth stocks growing volumes at 40% selling at 35 times earnings. There's, yeah. just, there's nothing. I mean, like that.
1: that's there. the argument.
3: Yeah. That's, sure. that's the investment yeah. thesis. That's the argument. And you just sure. have to ignore all the noise. To your point, Alexandra, about, you know, there's going to be a quarter that, you know, they miss volumes like this one, or Elon's going to do something crazy and you just have to ignore it.
1: Yeah. And it's been like this for,
3: the last eight years
1: and
2: Always. Exactly. you know we, now let me get to my question because i just don't yeah, like having think, something unanswered did you hear about that tesla google rumors today is that something that inspires you or is that just crap again
3: i didn't see what it was about did you did you guys see what it no was it was just this
2: one headline yeah,
1: somebody look it up because i know that him and they're very close and i know that google's working very hard on autonomous software and hmm. uh, you know i don't know how well it works and i think there's a lot of opportunity for the two companies to work together that said it might be more around search in the in the tesla car where you know google and data and search can all come together mm-hmm. in a tesla
2: my, my my first thought was like isn't that a surprise given the spectacular i mean i found it spectacular and i'm sure any people in the ai sphere found it spectacular uh ai presentation right if 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 Google is not there yet and sees the bot and sees the potential of the Tesla bot because they will never get into manufacturing. Um, I just thought that that could coincide quite well, right? Where- where, They were
1: in Dynamics for a while too. Didn't Google buy- Now
2: now it's Hyundai, now it's Hyundai. Yeah, but
1: they owned them for a while. So they obviously had an interest in this area. Exactly. And and so- They're still doing self-driving cars. Right. And so there's no question that are all- going
2: nowhere right did you hear going those those self-driving cars from Google they're going nowhere right
1: yeah no. they're, they're not very good but that said mm. I think that would give it a lot of incentive for Google to look at that what does it say mm-hmm. So be exploring a potential partnership
0: yeah it's yeah. It, so I haven't been able to find like an actual concrete so I'm yeah, like the Jamie I, of Joe I, Rogan I, right now <laughs> but I couldn't find anything yeah I, yeah. I don't
3: I don't yeah. think it's something that's going to move Tesla stock at any time soon unless it was Plus Unless, like Google took a stake and maybe that would that would help, but I don't Doesn't Google that. have tons of cash? Yeah. And they and, and buy weren't we just stock? talking
1: about they're just relying on selling garbage videos to kids and garbage? Have you watched YouTube? You Many kids watch just like your kids oh, watch. whoa. <laughs> like, <horrible>. there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's 25% We're on YouTube right now. <laughs> YouTube is amazing. 25% of YouTube is amazing. Twenty-five percent of YouTube, okay, fine. Fifty percent of YouTube is a garbage hole of content.
3: But a lot of it is like if you miss something. So let's suppose I didn't get to go to church this week. I can get online and watch my church service on YouTube, which I couldn't do. Absolutely, I, I'm that's, not. That's a change. Trying to take away
1: the utility of YouTube. No, and and
2: the YouTube has a, as a sentence, but it's by far not perfect. I do believe hey, there's right. a a video. Five. I mean, the commenting on YouTube is still very bad. The, the whole interaction i think is just it's still crap i mean it it is what it is and it's and it's good but that's there's still a lot to improve
1: nevertheless if google got involved with tesla i would think that would be very beneficial for google
3: Hmm. probably true probably
0: yeah I think I think just True. based on the research I did it's 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 just a rumor that's just getting some steam Listen, but we, I'm, I'm, she
3: I'm, was in
1: house yeah. arrest Credit Suisse is going bankrupt these rumors in Twitter it's like you know Elon's trying to take over the company to get rid of rumors then they took over him you know what I mean and
2: I, and I mean yeah. Google is 174,000 employees if I remember right right so this is a big machine uh, uh having a good coherence with offices, Tesla,
1: by the way they probably have 42 empty office buildings as well
2: exactly Exactly, which brings us to to the whole yeah, subject well, of work back, back to work, right?
3: Well, uh, Google's 5, half it. Today while Is it? Tesla's down eight. <laughs> well, I'm glad I own Google, too. Isn't that good news? Yeah,
1: and nobody will buy Tesla. The market's going <laughs> up, they don't want this cancerous Tesla stock because they only hit a record delivery number and it wasn't good enough.
3: They missed estimates,
1: they so. missed. I'm gonna sell. That's like seriously, whatever. No comment.
2: It is. So let's get to AI day. How did you like AI day?
1: I I think we should ask Gary first because Gary's opinion and mine are I'm almost sure will be different.
3: Look, I think think you have to you have to believe in hope here that because they were able to take a car and get it to almost self drive, they should be able to get. (laughs) A robot to do more than just to make burgers and then just walk and wave which is all it could do and look they started from scratch what 10 12 months ago so look i'm a believer that they will get much further along and given the the portability of the technology from you know um, self-driving cars to robots i think they'll make a good robot i just don't know what it's going to look like and if, if i'm an institutional investor i'm not putting it into my evaluation model for tesla until you show me that it works so it's a similar idea to with taxi. if it doesn't fully work, meaning I can't curl up into the backseat of a car and read a book while the car is driving itself, I can't put a valuation on taxi until I see that this thing actually can do more than, you know, walk a couple steps and wave, I can't put additional valuation. Do I believe they'll get somewhere in three to five years? Absolutely, they'll make it much better, it'll be useful. You know, as as Elon said, you know, the latency will be improved, the, uh, the Dexterity will be improved, and at that point, it'll be a useful robot and I'm sure it'll be worth something. But today I can't put a valuation on it because I'd be making up numbers. I'd just be, you know, choosing- I'm numbers. gonna make one up for you. Go ahead, do it. Go ahead.
1: $250 billion. So you I, I came up with
2: 250 that- $250 what?
1: Because you told me to make up a number. <laughs> so if Tesla's worth about a trillion dollars today, in my mind, mm. okay. And Tesla produces, let's say, 2 million cars a year run rate in its current capacity capability. Okay. Okay. And then you extrapolate out, like, maybe they could make several, maybe a couple hundred thousand robots a year in the next five or ten years. A couple hundred? A couple hundred thousand a year. And what about the demand side, which is more important? I think the demand side will be unlimited because…
3: Just wave and walk.
1: Well, I would be happy yeah, you can order plants. Yeah, no, think about it from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So in California, they just passed a law that said if you work at a fast food restaurant, minimum wage is now $22 an hour. And McDonald's is like, you're you're insane. Like, how are we going to run a McDonald's? We're just going to buy robots. And so if you think about if you look at an assembly line, actually, I watched a YouTube video about how to make a burger at McDonald's. Um, my My kid was watching this garbage. And it was, and I noticed right away that a robot could easily replace probably 50% of McDonald's workers. So when you think about the efficiency of having a robot making burgers in the back versus humans, it's like day and night. McDonald's would put their first order in for 20,000. For
3: sure. But that's for sure you're thinking about it versus there's no proof it can do it. It will be able to do it. But what about the robo-taxi? I'll tell you why, because the robo-taxi is super
1: hard. And I think what they figured Mm -hmm. out was that they started with the hardest goal. The hardest goal you could imagine is driving, driving. back to your hotel <laughs> in Santa Monica right now. Okay, sober. And then you know, you think out and you go, cutting meat is easy. You're right. You're right it's about easy.
3: That. It is. All it is.
1: that. Ironing,
2: cleaning, most sure.
1: things are easy. Right. And I think Simple they functions. they realize the opposite. Why are we solving the hardest thing first? When we could actually solve this now because we've already built technology that almost works so exactly
2: get- we have the brain we have I got the brain
1: the- now i figure if they can really make a product out of this they it, it will sell and they will sell several hundred thousand of them a year in the first couple years and then if they're let's say more like fifty thousand dollars each is what i'm thinking um there's substantial revenue there you okay. can do all the math you know, you're the math guy. As far as
2: that you did first that you did a spreadsheet about you know what people want to do with this. Tell us. So you
3: got yeah. a situation on it. I did, you know, I did it, yeah. Assume it's so. gonna work and you're gonna to have to assume that I assume else, it's going nobody to work. else has done the same thing. You're assuming they you're from a production. Absolutely. Side, you're saying they can produce it. Yep. But you're assuming that A, there's gonna be demand for this, and B, yep. nobody else is gonna be able to do what Tesla's doing.
1: Yeah, I'm right? assuming all that.
3: That's correct. Well, that may be true, yeah. but I want to see that first.
1: i i I get you that's the difference between me and you i believe you want to see i i get that i just i've done this with steve jobs and i'm doing it with elon whatever they see i don't believe i see is clearly okay they're they're here and every time i've been thought i i knew what was next i was wrong and so i just think he's further along with this than we fully get and like and i believe i believe.
0: If I can throw in my two cents here, so the 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 thing that really strikes me, so so the 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 topic around the bot has certain use cases that are objectively much easier than driving. I think rings very true to me. So one that seems like an extremely low hanging fruit is moving things from point A to point B. Right. right. So when I when I work in a warehouse setting, right. You know just picking staging product loading trucks and ups and fedex you think about about how much of the economy yeah exactly so so these things seem to be extremely uh quote-unquote simple things to solve from the perspective of building a bot especially if you've already invested a lot of money in the compute power and the and the infrastructure you got the dojo chip and i get it a lot of these use cases still haven't been You got everything, right? Cameras, you got everything you need. And you think about the
1: material costs. This was easier. I think they just realized this was actually easier than what they're trying to do. You're right. But but I'll tell you, I'll tell you the thing that really caught me about the whole thing. Look at the way they described how they would build the robot. See, this is what convinced me. Not all the fancy tech was the way that, I think they said they broke down into 27 main functions of like body movement. And you know, that's why I've been saying like the robot will never be able to play guitar, because it's just too hard. And so if you think about, you know, like, moving in certain simple, like directional, and then use like manufacturing, I believe they can manufacture these things with their manufacturing capabilities and, and and that it would have this extra strength and ability. But when you think about driving today, humans all over America will die driving and there'll be lots of accidents. So even with all of our training and and traffic s- things and skills and driver assist, a lot of people are going to die today driving. And and so even humans with 50 or 20 or 30 years of practice still die every day on the road. So this is a very, very challenging goal to drive flawlessly through a major city. And so I just think robots are easy compared to this.
0: I agree. I I have a question for Gary. Gary, within this context, if Tesla says gets closer to solving uh, full self driving and they get to a point where uh it appears like they're call it ninety nine percent of the way there and the finish line is is obvious. Do you think that gives uh gives you an ability to then model the bot or do you need to see do you need to see something else? I'm just curious to see it from your approach and how you would tackle that. And if right. FSD completion would in any way persuade you to think about the bot in the future,
3: look, I think Russ is right. Driving because it involves so many different, um, you know, senses, senses and, and judgments and, and, and Yeah, there's and you're relying on other people to, to drive correctly. If that's that's a hard thing to accomplish, and so so I'm more cynical. I think about that. And look, everybody's working on it, and it's back to competition is you know, also trying to do the same thing. And some are at different levels and they're doing it from a different strategy. Some are geofencing it in one area and then they'll expand it to other areas. Whereas, you know, Tesla's trying to do it, you know, across the whole country at once or across the whole world at once. So yeah, if if, if they can um, get a robo-taxi type product in place where, again, I can climb in the back seat and go to sleep and let the car drive it myself, then I think I'd be would more you Would excited. you go to
1: sleep in a regular taxi?
3: yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't i was scared to death with a regular <laughs> taxi like driver so, you know <laughs> was, well especially here in la i guess because
1: well that's <laughs> what i'm saying okay, about I how are, the so standard sure. is so much higher for a robo taxi than it like is. a regular taxi because i can tell you if you go, go today if you just and i doubt you'll you, order a regular taxi by the way a regular taxi right there, by the way. <laughs> right that's true but like if you get in a regular taxi in la there's no way you feel comfortable yeah. with that driver
3: who's, who's driving that Taxi, yeah, right. Well,
1: he's there. a guy who just came from Moscow yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't want to serve, and now he's an Uber okay. driver, so, so making $42 <laughs> an hour. That's so, so a you know? question.
3: Would I believe again? It's, it's it's the demand side is definitely there. I believe that there's demand for these type robots. What I don't know enough about is, you know, who else is doing what because I haven't really studied in it. the robot business, yeah, and, and who's in front of. I mean, we, everybody talked about Boston Dynamics, Boston Dynamics is 30 years ahead of them. And their robots are, you know, more about, you know, dancing, dancing dogs. And, is and that's speed. all I think, of. And, you know, I've seen it carry stuff, but uh, I, don't, I don't You know.
2: mean you mean they have been doing it for 30 years, not 30 years ahead of them, because what they're presenting yeah. is not at all the same reproducible product at, at large scale no. um, at, a, at an ideal weight, at an ideal articulation with the brain, right? Because Boston Dynamic is programmed to do that dance. I mean, they do it well. I love the music, but the, that's it.
3: I get it. But look, I it was, totally different it was very approach. humorous watching Twitter last night. And everybody's saying, oh, the stock's going to go up tomorrow because you know the, the numbers, you can explain it away as this. Uh, Logistics issue and boy, AI day was super. And I and you know several others say no, there's no way the stocks going. The stocks are going to go down. I think it was going to go down eight percent. So the market is as skeptical as me. And, and look, what I try to do is, I try to give you my own opinions, but I try to tell you how the street is going to react right, to right. something. And I'm telling you, the street is going to be as skeptical about robots as they are about robotaxi. That doesn't mean they're skeptical about FSD. FSD, it's a it's a driver assist tool. People are paying $15,000, there's about an 8% take rate, you build it into your model, it's worth a lot of money. I just don't know how to model a robot that I can't even see what it does yet. And, and well, that's what the average institution is. You know,
1: you know I, I I spent a lot of time reading history and I, I've been focused on different areas recently. I've you been- You just said you don't like math. No, I do like math. Uh, you don't like I, math?
3: I no, I don't Especially
2: like, when Gary does it for you. I don't no. like
3: analysts.
1: Yeah, I don't like analysts. <laughs> math is fine it's the analysts who do it I, I, no okay sorry Hey, the analysts were right uh this this quarter on the on the production numbers um no and i, I was, i've been studying the history of california from like 1850 to the present and then uh, recently i've moved into the frontiers and and sort of america between like 1800 and 1900 and let me tell you okay everybody was skeptical of everything, every step of innovation in this country from day one, if anything that defines America is risk taking and skepticism, okay, because if you were dumb enough to cross the Appalachian Mountains, in like 1790, okay, there was basically everybody wanted to kill you. And it was a horrible idea. But Daniel Boone did it anyways. Okay. And boy, this was the worst, I mean, it was like the worst thing ever living in Boonesville and in, in I think it was Kentucky. And it's like, Kentucky was like- Got to drink every day though. They didn't even have that thing. <laughs> they didn't even have anything, it had nothing, okay? So every time that we've had massive innovation in this country, and this is what makes America great, is our innovation and technology. There's no question, that's why we're invested in it. That's why you have a future fund, I have my fund to invest in these technologies elon musk represents i think the greatest entrepreneurialism that america is because that skepticism exists is what makes me believe that we're accomplishing amazing things so all amazing things that we've done in american history were incredibly difficult and tons of people failed and and many died and and most didn't believe possible
3: well i'm not skeptical at all that robots Can be used to replace humans in a lot of basic functions i believe that my question is can tesla from a 12 month start catch up with everybody else who's been working on it for years well they did pretty good in 12 months yeah Yeah. sure well the 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 robot waves and it walks yeah well that's something now let
2: me play let me play let me play devil's let Uh, me play devil's advocate let me play devil's advocate. Will they come, you know, the analysts and especially the less Tesla loving analysts, and say there will be so much RD money from Tesla spent on the bot and, you know, with a, with no promise to make money out of it? And my second question is Did you think the 20,000 Elon mentioned are uh, purchasing price or cost to manufacture?
3: I thought it was a purchasing price. But look, if he can get the price down to $20,000, people will buy it you know and look people will somebody said you just buy a toyota and you buy a bot and you get the, the bot to drive your toyota right okay so $20, is a is a great price if he can get the cost down i'm not that concerned about him making money on the bots i i just want to see what it can do and so right. back to your question do you have a robot one for mcdonald's doing work there and one for a normal factory doing work there and one for the rich person's right. you know housekeeping. garden housekeeping whatever you know, do you have lots of different robots? Or do you have one robot that can do everything? I thought it was 20, like, no, different I software apps, apps. different
2: software it. apps, right? You buy for that you buy for a monthly subscription to the services right. you want to have loaded up.
1: Yeah, so you load up uh, dishwashing or cracking yeah. rocks open or whatever. But there's no, you know? there's no
3: crunch. No, there's no doubt in my mind that you will have robots doing that within a few years. I guess the question is, is Tesla going to be the only one who's doing that, you know, back to your so number. only one probably not well, well, that, but that's kind of what you're saying. If you're putting a 250 billion dollar valuation on, if you sell, just do the math. Like you I think before. they'll be the only one if, in if, scale. If, if you had 100,000 at 50,000, okay, uh, and yeah, you, you know that that you know 250 billion would be like 50 times sales right. that number. Right. So that's assuming that nobody else is able to do it except Tesla. Okay. okay
2: so Gary, who can manufacture like them? Who can I'm- manufacture? so quickly so well a car or a robot or something else
1: the only chance would be japanese companies i
2: don't know
3: i i don't know maybe german companies. i would love to see others products and see what they do today and again i i tried to after i saw ai day i tried to read a lot of robotics experts and look they were mostly kind of mixed on this and you know without pointing to companies that had an advantage versus tesla you know, they weren't wowed by the fact that in 12 months, this is what they'd accomplished, you know, maybe they they should have been wowed. I, I, well, just said, I think know, these people months, often are, you know, pretty, okay, but they're robotics people. These are not like yeah. analysts like me. They're people who do this for a living. So I guess I would like to see more before I say, you know, you know, to your question, would people put it into evaluation? The answer is no, until people show what it can yeah. do yeah. versus competitors. And I, that's you can't do that based on AI day. You could, you can assume that because Elon's a genius and he did it with EVs, he can do it with robots. That's that's fine. But I can't, in good conscience, put it into my Tesla valuation until I see that it actually works. Well,
1: can't you think of it sort of like an option? Sure. Where it's like to me, I'm not changing my valuation on it either per se. What I think is, is this this option that if I own Tesla, there's this thing out there that could be massive and it's massively positive for the company if they succeed and if they don't succeed everything else is still great so you could. it's like an option like so is
3: the market inefficient today and in knocking No the stock I don't down, I don't 8%? think that
1: I don't think the market is like that stupid
3: yeah I, the market's the market
1: so if the market <laughs> thinks the stock is worth 8% less because of all these issues that's actually fine with me because I'm a buyer of yeah. the stock so you know for long-term investors I don't see why you would Knock down 10% you, you of the, the overall value of the entire company because of 20,000 cars on a boat. But that said, mm-hmm. rationality is not what the stock market is about. Okay, the stock market is about taking advantage of irrationality. And that's I think, what we have to figure out is what is, is kind of what you said earlier, which I 100% agree, it, it's a not a cheap stock. So like, if I'm assigning a PE ratio to Tesla, and i'm looking at its growth rate and i'm looking at its pe it's a very attractive stock to me right okay but it's not cheap on an absolute basis and that's why it's down and and we're in one of the worst markets in 20 years i think they're saying and so you know granted maybe the market's also overacting on the downside too because we're in a bear market so that said i think for investors there's a lot of positive in the last four days if you scrape away all the noise There's a lot of positive things going on in an extremely difficult business environment. See, I think you have to take that into consideration because I do think everything you said about China is accurate, but what I think is, it's an incredibly difficult operating environment and to have the success that they've had in this environment I think is something that investors should take note of.
3: Look, if this was Google selling it 15 times and they missed by 6% or 5%, which is what they missed by versus expectations, stock would be down 2%.
1: Right.
3: you know it's just because it's got a high multiple it's got a market is expecting growth out Mm. of tesla that when it doesn't deliver right it it, this is not a one-time issue the market is telling us that they perceive it to be more than a one-time issue or it's it's not just about logistics challenges that's what the market is saying by knocking it down will
2: the stock go up gary will the stock go up if they start cutting
3: prices i believe it would i think if if in china they, they took the price down and you had all of a sudden fifty thousand orders come in and people could see this huge backlog again in china because so many people are waiting i actually think a price cut in china and it's about five percent and i wouldn't do it across the board i would just do it on the, the base right just model. to get
1: those models to qualify yeah yeah
3: and then and then i would bet that the stock market and thats probably what's, that. gonna and, probably what's going to happen it's probably what's going to happen but but they mm-hmm. kind of drew a line in the sand and said we're not cutting price they didn't do it and again in china if you now cut price you're going to piss off a lot of Chinese right. that was like who, last who, time. who bought it and you're gonna hurt the brand and you know it's, it's Well, a, they have to be delicate factor. with the way yeah. they deal with that right? so they kind of dug their grave here and they have to kind of stick with it which means they're going to have to keep exporting product out or do something with mm. Chinese demand to, to stimulate it maybe it's a bigger battery maybe it's something different I'm not sure what well part of it is it is, is, is also
1: just the economy there too i mean okay that's fair you know
3: the macro factor I can't imagine
1: if I'm being locked it was kind of like when we were locked down here in america it was like you weren't thinking i'm gonna go buy a car no. you know, like i'm trying to get out of my house to get food right so yeah. i think and, and also because we own stocks that have some exposure in macau it's the same issue i mean it's like it's real real tough to in china for everybody yeah. from starbucks and everybody else so once again i think you can extrapolate all the issues out they're legitimate but but I think they're short term. And I think that China is going to resolve some of their economic issues in the next six months. So if China had a six or seven percent growth rate in the economy, I don't think we're having this conversation, Gary. I agree.
3: Do
2: you think do you think if we if we see cars and the robots and energy and everything else from Tesla growing so much there will come the moment that the company gets too big and needs to spin off the different divisions? Or can this become the largest company in the world as one unit.
1: I think it already functions that way. So I think it functions sort of like several different
3: companies in one, and several startups in one. Yeah, as they call it. As they say. Kind <laughs> the of right like now, Microsoft. You know? the Challenge right now as an institutional investor is there's key man risk. And I look, right. I tried to ask Elon about that at the annual meeting, and he kind of shrugged it off. Said, "Well, yeah, I might go back to Mars, and that'll happen maybe." But th- he has to build a team around him that people can look at and say.
2: Team on AI, look at these 30 young engineers, all well spoken. All they, they were they were
3: perfect. They're engineers, no, but I think Gary's right businesses. Here. You have to find people that will run the business, make tough decisions. Being an leaders. engineer is one thing, you need leaders who can inspire others. And I don't think people believe that you know that's that Tesla has tons of people like that, unlike Google, unlike Microsoft. Those people go and they go do something else and they run companies. Except for the engineers, you don't see other people at Tesla going out and running other and, companies. And
1: we've seen how engineers do running companies like at Twitter. So, <laughs> you know, I don't think it's like it's the same skill engineers. set. It's no, it's just set. a different skill set. But okay. I'm just saying that, you know, this is the single greatest risk at Tesla. I talked about it on Friday in this thing Absolutely. I was on that, you know, just this assumption that we all live forever and nobody gets sick and nobody has anything go wrong you know i dealt with this with steve jobs apple was my top holding and and like i literally remember all the calls i was getting from people going are we trusting tim cook and whatever and at the time i had a pretty decent amount of confidence in tim cook because of the way that jobs had so set him up and what i would tell my clients was is that jobs just gave cook the biggest gift like he almost would have to just like totally screw it up to mess up apple you know, but Tim wasn't going to be that risk taker. So mm. it, it was like he was like, "Here's my baby, and run with it." And I don't and he think stuck around for a while. Tim, Tim is still here. No, 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 no.
3: Steve, oh, Steve stuck around. Well, and he not
1: died. Really? Yeah, he died. But but I'm saying, in the sense of like, if you said like Elon, who's you're going to turn the baby over? Who's really going to take this baby? He'd be like, you know. I'm not giving this baby to anybody,
3: right? No, I, there's no name that pops out, and, and that's the challenge here. That if you have robots and you have EVs and you have energy and you have you know the charging stations, and then you throw on top of it, he's got Neuralink, and you know he's got these other businesses. How do you do it? And maybe possibly Twitter as well. How do you do it all? Well, yeah. I think he's what? What? Chibi's
2: trouble coming back? Would Chibi's trouble coming back? Uh, some somebody that gives you comfort. He's not
3: coming back. Is that a you rumor? You
2: don't
3: think so? No, he's no,
2: not No, I mean, they're just us uh, speculating.
1: No, I I know for sure he's not coming back because Redwood's like raising money left and right, and it's like one of the most biggest like. Why is
2: that really? I mean, if if your choice is running Redwood or going he's back to run it. Tesla, All he
3: gets trouble back as he buys Redwood. He has to develop. Elon has to develop his next generation of leaders. Yeah, he has to do it, and it's probably something he doesn't like doing because because leading. Managing people is—it's pain. Nobody, no CEO likes being a CEO. I didn't like being a CEO. People come into your office that's and true. complain every day. That's That's horrible.
1: accurate. That Nobody is accurate. likes
3: yeah. it. You, yeah, you know, that's it's true. funny because Elon true.
0: has come out and he has himself said that he hates being CEO multiple times. Yeah. How no, do you? It's no, there's—it's a yeah. totally
1: thankless job. I agree with that hundred percent. But, but that said, I, I think Elon does. I think Elon's notorious for not being able to retain high level employees and and that that sort of churn and burn, you know, I'm gonna get the best out of my employees for five years and then they leave and they're rich. But That's they good. leave, it's just you just don't set up your future very well because it's like you're just like constantly turning over stars and then those people go to other companies or or retire. And so,
2: so let me put it let me put it another them. question. I mean JB Strobel and and, and obviously Elon know know each other, respect each other. If Tesla buys Redwood materials, would he be the candidate you would be comfortable with?
1: No. Why would I want JB running Tesla per se? You know, like he hasn't even been there for years now, you know? And so like you have to promote within, okay? You cannot build a real team and and have a real success story. If you're not promoting from within, that's my opinion. Maybe that's may or may not be
3: true. It's hard to bring people but to just hire
1: somebody outside or buy acquire hire somebody and say now you're CEO of Tesla, like you demoralize all your up and coming stars. And so it's like, he's got it. Your point is very valid. He's got a a lot of young, smart people at the company, like tons of of great people as leaders. But but leadership is different than engineering. And then secondly, for him, there is a very big emotional change to allow other people to lead your baby. And, and I don't think he's there mentally yet either. So I I think this is the biggest risk with Tesla and one that I don't think investors should discount and, and one that I worry about of, of all the things that you could worry about.
3: That's probably one of the only ones I really do worry about. More than
2: Chinese
3: politics. I'm not worried about that. You know, it's interesting, Alexander, if you read some of these um, texts that are in the Twitter discovery and just people, yeah, you know, Elon talking back and forth with people, You and maybe it's just selective, they they, they didn't produce all the text, but you see a lot of people just agreeing and almost egging Elon on. Mm -hmm. Because I remember when Twitter first came, there were a lot of people in the community, including myself, but others. Who said this is dumb this is a broken asset why would you buy this thing and when you read all these texts from people on the board people that are advisors they're all legging them on to do it yeah i was part of that and 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 that that's <laughs> the, i can't believe no, that you were listening not, listening to. stood up and said this is dumb why are you doing i, I don't
1: know if it was okay it oh, was i love the idea i i i encouraged him to i i I think oh, Twitter is,
3: it's, it's, um, it's nothing, it's not an engineering firm, it's not a product it's an advertiser, which he loads, he loads. Advertising. Okay,
1: you're 100% correct. Um, I think in our hearts, as Twitter users, we hope for a better platform. And if there was anybody in my mind that could solve this very difficult problem, it might have been him. And I also believed it was an engineering problem to some degree, like building the platform to better serve its users
2: open source it Mm -hmm.
1: yeah there's a lot of ideas i think i thought he had some great ideas and you know i'm sad it's Mm -hmm. it's become what it's become that said um i don't it was more like an idealism type of wanting him to do it than a economic financial thing
3: but this goes to the heart of he needs a deeper bench and he needs a bench that's going to push back on him when he does something that is maybe not correct and Again, when you read these 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 texts, you don't come away there's a lot of people who are disagreeing with him. And that makes me Well, nervous. he tends to be very thin
2: skinned. Oh, he does. Yeah, well, I, I completely agree with you. I don't think there is lots of opposition and lots of opposition that's hurt. It's and, and that comes a little bit with this whole cult movement. And and we yeah. have I mean, we all love it, but there is no doubt about it that it exists. Uh, let me get your te- take on Gerber uh, Ross where we are now. Gary obviously thinks they're still negotiating and this will not go to trial and may still have an outcome settled before before it goes to trial. What do you think?
1: Well, you know, I work with a lot of lawyers and I have my own Opinions about the legal system and as yeah.
3: negative as mine.
2: Oh, yeah. we all
1: <laughs> well, I'm not divorced, but that said, um, Elon would be making an, an enormous strategic mistake to put this in a trial. Okay, it's an enormous to risk to two go weeks. to trial. It's two weeks from now, it, they will settle the day before. Yeah. Okay, that's how it works. Okay, the lawyers want to get paid as much as possible. So they'll work and work and work until the day before. And then they'll get to the courthouse. And then the lawyers are going to say, Elon, you understand that we go in here, and we don't settle, you could be on the hook for $44 billion. Okay. And that is lawyers don't provide advice. Okay, they're not going to say this is what you should do. That's not what they do. What they do is they tell you your risks. That this outcome is not in our hands. It will be in this judge's hands. And you could be on the hook for $44 billion, or you could write a check for $4 billion, which you easily have right now, give it to Twitter and we can all move on. Okay. And the lawyers all get paid. Okay. That's how I see this ends. I know Elon wants to go to court and be the right or wrong guy, but that's not how our legal system works. It doesn't care who's right or wrong
2: so okay. he will not buy it but he will settle for a higher price than a billion
1: well i think if he ends up getting twitter it's a disaster everybody's left twitter nobody wants to work there anymore it's oh. it's it's way worse he's clearly damaged the company um it's a why would you want this company now so, it's so like, if that
2: happens how much t- is twitter worth the next day let's say they get those four billion and then what
1: four billion plus whatever you want to assign to twitter which in my mind, was somewhere in the low 30s. It was 32 30, when he yeah. when he showed up. Look,
3: it's not going to. He can't settle for four billion. But Twitter's away.
1: in worse worse shape yeah, yeah. than it was before yeah. this all started. And so, once again, I don't know what the number is or what he's willing to pay, which I'm sure in his mind is zero, but is not going to be a reality. So we all get to a point with law where you have to decide how much you're going to pay so you can move on in, with your life. Um, and clearly, if this goes to trial, it will be an extremely risky thing for Elon, personally, and not what I would do if I were him. And so I think Gary's right, I think they will settle I think they will settle the last day. And I think it would be in Twitter's best interest to take the money. Okay, and move on because having somehow Elon control this business now is actually not what the powers want. So that's my other cynical opinion of it is part of this is so he doesn't get the company anyways because the powers who control twitter don't want him to have twitter so i don't know why they force him to buy the company
3: i don't think he can settle for four billion ross that's the problem you think it's
1: more you think it's like 10
3: Uh, it's more like 20 because you got to look at what you just did 54 dollars, which is deal certainty if if they carry it through and assuming he pays them right versus maybe 32 you know, times 800 million shares less right. what he owns. It's it's a probably You could 15, argue to, you could 15 argue. billion dollar, 20 billion dollar check, and he gets nothing for that. Or he could carry through with the deal, maybe negotiate a better price, maybe 50, 50 At least he gets something out of it. Because if it's fifteen billion, he's just throwing it away. Well, what is he getting again? <laughs> he's getting a broken he's social got a broken media broken company nightmare which has terrible culture nightmare. and it doesn't fit his skill set. So that's like taking your ex wife back again. Uh, that exactly, that's true. And right. I would never do that. Right. So there you go. So I just he's he has to know this. Court, no way. There's no way. This court is a deal certainty court. That's for sure. And it sets precedent. And this judge who works her butt off, smart as a whip, always prepared. She has made it very clear that she favors the Twitter case. You can see it in every one of her rulings. So I mean, thing, look at look at the the contract. I mean, it was Elon's contract. It's like it's pretty it's, it's open a, and shut. It's a seller friendly contract. So. I think if it goes to trial, he will lose. And yeah, there'll be some embarrassing moments for Twitter. And that that would be the only reason Twitter might settle because Elon might decide, you know, he wants to file in federal court a claim, or he's gonna appeal it to the Delaware Supreme Court. Or, you know, maybe he won't pay and they're gonna have well, to Well, yeah, it's them. more uncertainty. Okay. Right. It's so, more uncertainty. So right. if, if you if you give me fifty-one or fifty-two dollars, this is where I get into debates with the, the the Tesla Q people. If you give me fifty-one, fifty-two, they might take it so they don't have to go through the embarrassment. Of going through because there's lots of things that they did wrong as well
1: but you're not factoring in the fact that maybe many of the forces that control
3: twitter don't want elon to be in control of twitter like who like saudi arabia so what why would they oh
2: even a- america
3: like the biden
1: administration maybe no, no no i'm talking about like the people who control this board oh. whoever controls twitter it's clearly not jack dorsey right somebody controls twitter we don't really know Doing. Well, there's a board. You that there's a board, are. but like, there's a CRM who's,
3: CEO. Yeah, but Brett they Taylor, like,
1: there's, like Prague doesn't know anything. No, Prague's weak. Okay, Prague's weak. so like, some force is Arabia. controlling. I don't know who it is, but it's not. I don't know who's controlling all the stuff that goes on there. But that said, it's one of the most powerful information tools for misinformation in the world. And it's used daily for misinformation, whether it's the Iranian uh, protests or whether we're talking about Ukrainian propaganda or Russian propaganda um, from the zero hedge people to whatever. It's, okay, so, it's, so, So it's, let me ask
3: you this. Let's suppose Elon has two choices because this judge is going to want to get specific performance from him. So either he goes through with the deal, okay, and let's assume she's going to rule that, or she's going to say you make the Twitter shareholders whole, right? Which means pay the difference between fifty four twenty and wherever the stock is on a standalone basis. Which maybe is 15, maybe they say forty
1: four, so they say it's ten bucks. Okay,
3: but let's say it's being If he just pays a penalty to walk away, versus he can close the deal at make it up fifty. What do you think he would do? He only has those two choices. I mean, he's not going to win a trial. I don't know what he would do. If you ask me, what I would do. <laughs>
1: take a broken company for 44 billion. That's going to be a pain in my butt and lose money for who knows how long, um, or just pay the tariff. And, and if I had $280 billion or whatever he had, I would pay the money because I have $280 billion. So you
3: would take the company over and fix it. No, no, no. I would you just would pay, the, pay the bill. I'd pay the, the bill and and, yeah. What does but, he care? But, but then it goes back to why did he buy Twitter in the first place? Is it because he wanted to be, a uh, Power broker in a 2024 election. I mean, what, what yes. was his point of buying it? Yes, power. So why is that not still on the table? Did he still because it turns out that? he doesn't control that power as much as he
1: thought. You know, it turns out that that power might be bigger than even him. Mm-hmm. So
2: if he takes I, it private, because that's what he wants to do, right?
1: Well, whether he takes it private or not it doesn't change. I'm just curious why he did it, it in the works. first place. I think, I think it's power. Look, every billionaire owns a newspaper or something, and and like or a so. Team yeah no sports team is about ego so i can say hey right. buddy you want to mm-hmm. come to the owner's box and and only there's only so many you know and you get a ring you're real cool but on twitter you're controlling the information so when the ayatollah says oh i don't like this he tweets it and you know putin's tweeting and and he's like i control the me- the most important media property for news in the world i think that's that's power right that's how so, i
0: do you think that there's absolutely no merit to the fact that he legitimately wants to make free speech more available to the people do you think this that's like a cover for
1: something else that's the power right that's the power yeah because if he controls this this platform then he could make it however he wants and if he wants to have free speech for everybody and put Trump back on and and have this town square he could make it that or he could not but that's the power when you control the platform look at Zuckerberg I mean He'll he'll die before he'll give up power at Facebook he'll drive that stock to zero before he'll give up power at Facebook because it's about power
3: yeah I, I so, agree that he wants Twitter and right now it's just negotiation of price so to me a deal is 51 52 some discount which it's a lot of money when you just think about it over you know 700 million shares it's a couple billion dollars he hasn't run up two billion dollars in legal costs yet so he can cut three dollars a share off that's worth his time if he can get it for a cheaper price before the trial.
1: Yeah, but what he's getting is a severely diminished company from where he started. Is, it is well, he would have
2: he would have fired loads of them. Anyway, he would have fired loads of them. Anyway. I mean, he, he when he explained that you were at the shareholder meeting, yeah. uh, Gary, he's I mean, he was talking about it, like the next girlfriend, not the ex wife. And, um, and, uh, and explaining that if he wouldn't do Twitter, he would do x company and would take two, three years longer to do it, but he will do it anyway. So I still believe he'll do it, but let's move on yeah, to the stock price.
1: Yeah. What- just for a second. So so your basic sure. premise is that after all this, he'll end up getting Twitter and then yeah. he will start implementing this plan. Um, Hire somebody to run it. But then it, if he's in such a weak legal position, why wouldn't he just go through with the deal in the first place? Then,
3: Because you're trying to save a few billion dollars.
2: Mm. And because obviously now the lawyers are in The lawyers are, lawyers are not going to give him some slack. Cost I, this? Come on, a few billion dollars
1: to a guy who has unlimited amount of money who doesn't care about money.
3: Maybe I think, think more than a couple billion. Maybe he's gonna. I save.
1: don't think it's about money. Maybe.
3: I, well, that's I, I, so why I think
0: I think it's about in his head. I think it's about truth, and he he really feels like the truth is that the the user base of Twitter is smaller than he thought. Then he's trying to get the the valuation that correlates with that user base. I really think he's. It's that
3: always that's always. You know, how many how many percent of your of your users are bots? None. Zero. None. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked the but i'm gonna
0: check your i'm gonna check your comment section no.
3: how many no there's tons of bots on twitter no but your user base you don't think there's any that are bots there are no, no fake accounts probably not wow
1: now when now i've been on twitter for i think over 10 years Maybe you and no i can bots. tell and i can tell you my journey okay and when we first started we had tons of fake bots and you could just buy them and twitter was basically selling them. so like if you wanted like 5 000 followers you could pay like $200, you know, right. it was like nothing. And and Twitter was behind all this at the beginning. Okay, so they were perfectly fine taking money any way they could, you know. Um, and so they built it up. And then, you know, I had this experience where I during the election early on, I um, insulted President this was 2020. Um, I uh, was this 2020? You no, this was somebody? not. No, this was Trump when he got elected 2016. Okay. I insulted Trump, and I technically I threatened the the president of the United States. Surprise! surprise. Um, and you know, <laughs> I had a, a very bad experience. He and you up of Twitter for a while? No, what happened was the bots attacked me. Oh wow! So the the so the Russian based bot factory that that was backing Trump attacked me and I was assaulted like I've never seen on Twitter ever. Like it, because back then it was so corrupt. Twitter was so manipulated that I think it was like 75% of the traffic so was fake. Well, uh, here's the experience. I they, they doxed me. It was all the right wingers. It was the gnarliest thing. Then the Secret Service came to the office. For Your real, office. my office. The Secret Service was here to interview me. Look at Gary. The president, supposedly. <laughs> this is a true story. This is a true story. was <laughs> <laughs> here, wow. okay? You guys don't know this about me? No.
3: No, no. keep on
1: coming. keep, keep on going. And Trump, okay? Yes. And this was a gnarly thing because they made up this whole thing, you know, fake news and posted it. So I had all these crazy people calling me and we're going to burn my office down and and murder my family and it was brutal. It was brutal
2: First of all, what what did you say about trump to deserve what, all that? what
1: happened was it was a sunday morning and i'm on twitter and, and they said trump was coming to campaign in uh la and i said like wow i can't believe this you know person is coming to where everybody hates him to campaign there is already so much traffic already we should all leave our cars on the road and not you know block the motorcade i didn't say block the motorcade but i said we should have a massive non-violent protest. Now I did say non-violent protest because I'm kind of from that you know, hippie tradition. I'm not a violent protester, I'm a non-violent protester. Thank God I put that by the way. Um,
3: Otherwise you'd be dead. Right,
1: right. So the, the right-wingers, so I, I tweeted this on a Sunday morning, go out having a great day with my family, come back. My Twitter has exploded, exploded. Comments, this, mm-hmm. that, you're the worst human. We're gonna kill you. I mean, it was a nightmare, right? So I was like, what did I do? You know, like, and then, you know, next thing you know, this thing had exploded. And it was like, when the tweet hit like 600,000 views, that's when the bots came in and started attacking, you know. And so on Monday at work, they had flooded the phone lines with phone calls, they emailed employees saying it quit, you know, it was gnarly. Okay, so it was gnarly. So I didn't know what was going on. And I I didn't know these were fake accounts or real. So I'm sitting in my office getting pounded on Twitter again, emails, Facebook everywhere, but not one call from anybody I knew, like nobody I knew had seen any of this. And I was like, this is so weird. My clients aren't calling like I threatened the president of the United States. It's all over Twitter, you know, and not one of my clients is calling. So I was like, this is weird. So day one goes by day two goes by and day three, it stops. It just disappears. All the Twitter comments disappear. Well, I start clicking on all these profiles. They're all fake accounts. Mm. All bot farms that were being run by the Russians or whoever was supporting Trump, right? And so I'm like, this is crazy, right? This is totally crazy. So then we were gonna send an email to climate. So like if they saw all this stuff and then I was like, wait, don't send anything out. Nobody saw this. And I go, Twitter's actually fake there's nobody on twitter actually so then i started asking people do you use twitter like do you use twitter no do you use twitter no do you so it turned out nobody really used twitter and that's when i learned that all this stuff was fake okay and then they started this purge thing under jack i don't know if you remember this so they would purge people's twitter profiles of fake
3: accounts so they did every quarter
1: no but they went through this concerted effort in the trump period i think to try to prove that they Mm. had some sort of system or whatever They,
3: they do that now
1: and and they went through mine and i lost all those fake followers i had originally bought whatever but you know i look at my followers all the time and you don't think you have any fake? No, I don't know how many, but it's it's there's no concerted effort. And certainly, I interact with people on Twitter all the time in real yeah. life. So that's why I think it's sure. so much of it is real. And that's
2: how we all met, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, but let me, let me try to
1: move on a little well, bit. So amazing let me see how much interaction I have with real life people on Twitter. But that said, a, a large percentage of it is fake.
2: Yeah, and Elon, let, let, let me move on a little bit, because sorry. sure. So, so we have two scenarios for Twitter, one it settles at a low price and and Elon gets off it. One, it settles at a little lower than 54 and, and Elon buys it. But that's all good. But what happens to the Tesla stock price? Does that still have an impact on the stock price? If not, what are for the next quarter, for the next six months, your prediction? Is everything just macro driven? Will we, I mean, we all hope, obviously, of the, the S&P upgrade, but are there any other good news in the in the near future?
3: I think it goes up either way. If you get resolution to Twitter, we yeah. have to read about it every day yeah. and read about, you know, this, you know, whatever they're talking about the trial, it's an overhang that lists from the stock. And so the math is if it's $54 a share, he's gonna have to raise another couple billion. He's already raised 15 billion. He might have to raise three or 4 billion, depending on how you count the restricted stock. If you count that as shares, he has to buy out. So he's gonna have to raise something, but it's not a big number. If he can get it for like 51, 52, he doesn't have to raise a dime. He's already there. So and it's just the fact that this this go you know this overhang lifts the stock actually goes up.
1: Yeah, I agree hundred percent. I I think it's a huge distraction uh, from the real story, and I I think resolution is a is a big positive. Um, you know it, it's interesting because I I feel like I'm the only one in this group that feels like you know he should not deal with Twitter anymore. And and granted, I have a very good friend who works there, so I know exactly what Elon will be getting when he shows up on mm-hmm.
3: Monday. You egg him on to buy it you're one of those originally
1: people. I did yeah and I'm one but of those things you. were not I'm as doing. bad then okay. see when see when Elon first started this see they even released those texts remember the text where Parag is like listen we need to yeah. talk your yeah. tweets are like hurting yeah. that is actually was real yeah okay he was actually like that was a for real request he wasn't yeah. being and it, silly and it went south real quick right but I, like Elon was kind of just being a dick to be honest because yeah. Parag was dealing with that yeah. he said, what'd you get done this week right did you read that one right well, he doesn't get much done, granted. Uh-huh. So Parag doesn't get much done. But that said, what Parag's been doing all week is trying to put out fires from right, Elon, right. like all week. And so it's like, so over that, over this last several months, like including my friend, I'm like, why would you stay at Twitter? Because you work for stock, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever your pay is, 200, 300, whatever you get paid at, at Twitter is not why you work there. You work for stock. And so it's like, I'm like, there's no outcome here. That's good for most of the employees there.
3: Well, if Elon buys it for 51, 52, most of them are good. in
1: for 40 something anyways, nobody's yeah. getting rich on a $54 buyout. Okay, it's just the private equity guys getting out, you know, mm-hmm. and so like, in my mind, and what I told my friend, I said, you should get out of there immediately and go to Roblox or Microsoft or whatever, because it's just like, you know, what's your upside at Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's leaving now. So now you're in this legal, like morass, and, and there's even more uncertainty. And so like, why would you stay at Twitter? So most of the people are like maxing out their benefits right now taking their paternity leave, their sick pay, and they're on their way out. It's super competitive in tech. And there's lots of good tech companies to work at. So what Elon's getting is substantially
3: yeah,
1: less than company. four months ago,
3: even though we thought it was broken company back when he bid on it, he said it's even worse,
1: right? So like at the time, if he would have closed the deal like smoothly and successfully, there would have been a team at Twitter that would have stayed and believed in Elon. And and there was a team of, let's say the woke people at Twitter that would have were super like sabotage, like did not want a part of this. And they would have either left or suffered through it. But like there was an opportunity there to do something with Twitter. And it was a very small window. And I think that window closed long ago. Hmm. It's interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I think I I think the one thing that's interesting for me to think about in regards to Twitter, like regardless of its current state. And I hear I hear Ross loud and clear, but I do wonder how much uh, of of Elon's character is, you know, he doesn't really mind taking on, quote unquote, perceived like dumpster fires or things that would be very, very difficult because he at least might see a perceived advantage in the in the network effects he would get from Twitter. And there will be an acceleration.
1: What's that? that? (laughs) That's his personal life. I think you're talking about
2: (laughs) (laughs) professional too
0: yeah professional too i mean you think about you know tesla at the very beginning it was a you know i mean he openly came out and said that a it was mess. a mistake to you know to come in and, and do that you know he, he wish he would have done it from scratch um spacex incredibly difficult thing like he keeps doing these things that appear to be very very difficult and he shouldn't tackle on but there's always some sort of perceived advantage he would get from moving towards that direction so i wonder how much of that is the guiding like the guiding principle for him to just uh, lock down twitter and move forward i don't know all those thinking other, out loud,
3: but those other cases you cited, those are about engineering and product. So Elon could take his engineering skills, and he's a brilliant engineer and he's a brilliant product guy, and and come up, you know, landing a rocket on a small pad in the ocean. You know, that only a few people could figure out how to <laughs> do that. Okay. And build an EV that has changed the world and and make it, you know, scalable and zero to sixty in three seconds, and you know that's an engineering marvel and i would bet Neuralink and boring are also engineering models twitter is not that right twitter is an ad business right elon well, but you're it.
2: forgetting you're forgetting paypal he he was also the key person at paypal okay. and well, i yeah, do believe
3: my, he... my point my point is those other companies are are engineering product driven and elon's skills fit them perfectly with twitter he hates advertising and it's an advertising business 90 percent of the revenues Come from advertising. Well, he may say he wants to convert, it to and he doesn't even consumer. advertise, right? No, advertise. he wants it, to have it, a-
2: it as a foundation. He doesn't want it as a profit for profit. He will take it private.
1: Yeah, so no, I'm no, happy. but that's not what they told private investors, which I was if considering I, being I, one I'm, of them. I'm, I'm they're I'm, doing this for money. Don't be want, confused. Take it
3: p- private and then bring it public again. In yeah, five years.
1: Yeah, this and was it, this was to make money too. He wasn't going to get investors if he didn't have a business plan to make money. It's not
3: not just a hobby that way. So I just struggle with the fit of his skills, which is very engineering, very product-driven, with a business that has nothing to do with that. You could say, well, if you put a bunch of engineers, you get rid of the bots. But as Ross just got done saying, maybe the bots are already gone or a lot of them are gone.
1: Well, no, I, I would say that they eliminated at
3: least half of what used to be. But that's not um, the reason you hate Twitter, is it? Because of the bots? That's not no, I don't I Twitter.
1: don't hate Twitter at all. I, I, I hate it as a company. I, I like Twitter as a
3: platform. Yeah, but the bots but aren't really that's not making you no
1: you bless, I I mean it? yeah it's it's it, it seriously degrades the value of the platform, first of all, because do
3: so you think they get more users or be able to charge more like oh for sure for sure. Rid of the bots? Oh for sure.
1: And yeah. and that suggestion alone of having verified accounts for people alone would be amazingly powerful for Twitter. Okay, because I would like to just know who's verified and who's not. I don't care who your profile yeah, is, yeah. but like, it's ridiculous, the bull crap that's put on a lot of my tweets. And like, I'll block these people because I know they're bots. You just go into their profile and you can see it. It's like, they only retweet. They have four followers, but they're Ross, Ross your ETF <laughs> is a disaster. Are You Tesla lover. And I'm like, this guy's never tweeted anything but this ever. You know, it's like, How would they even know me? You know, so I think that and so why wouldn't Twitter just do that right now? Well, the answer is because they make money from all that activity, right? But see, what you're saying is so true, Gary, Elon has no business running Twitter. Okay, I went to the Annenberg School of Communications at Penn. He went to the engineering school, right, okay. okay? I am the one who's actually qualified right, from that Twitter. educational background to run Twitter. He never called me, never asked, okay? Happy to have told him my stories and my experiences. And and that he's talking to Jack Dorsey, it seemed like Jack Dorsey just sent him down the river. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so like-
2: Well, he asked Jason to well, run it, it, right? And I mean-
1: the money and get out of this nightmare because he's not gonna be able to run Twitter successfully. I love Elon. But this is not his
3: skill set.
2: But give, let me I, let me ask you a question: What is an alternative social media that you would use if Twitter doesn't exist? Oh God! No.
3: He really wants exactly. him. Exactly. There he,
2: is nothing. That's exactly. There is nothing out there. From scratch.
1: I don't think he would get users. He would get Tesla phone. There following.
2: you go. There you go. But that's not enough. That's what it's, True Social, true social, social tried, tried with. And, and you know? exactly example of not to do it. I still think it's the best thing he can do.
3: Yeah, well, if he wants the power, for sure, if he wants the power, that's the way it's going to go. And I think that's how this all and and Facebook, Instagram,
2: you know, I tell you one thing, let's get back to Tesla, he needs the power, Tesla needs the power, Tesla needs the power to get FSD through, he needs to make political friends, he needs to get them into a a more neutral situation, especially
0: with a bot coming down the pike too.
2: exactly there you go. Because you know, that bot, I love the bot idea. But this is gonna destroy labor, right? We all agree in it. It's wow. all fine to talk about abundance, but the the there is a political aspect to it that's gonna emerge. You
3: know what's interesting? The last couple of weeks I've, that's seen, next I've decade. seen I've seen <laughs> the, the argument turn. And all of a sudden they're saying if you notice we have to get regulatory approval for FSD. If we get regulatory approval and this has been something that I know Alexander and I have been talking about this for probably a year. You need some communications call it PR, or whatever you want because you need to be able to say, "Hey, look, we're good. We're good actors. We care about people's safety. Tesla's all about safety. It's the number one safety uh, safest brand out there, and they've never done that before. But if you want to get regulatory approval, you've got to have some sort of communications program yes. out there, and Twitter can help you do that. So I agree with that. It's just why not just go cheap though and hire two million dollars a year right. to get this type of stuff out there? Right. They rely on Twitter, which is forty four billion.
1: Well, that and not an per se accurate way to get information out there either, because you can put out accurate information and then it's followed by misinformation constantly. So, you, you know.
3: You're a communications person, you get this.
1: Yeah, but I get misinformation and Tesla doesn't even play that game. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like Tesla doesn't play the
2: media game. They don't show up. We're, we're they don't show the media up. game, then they you know. Show
3: up. They don't even bother. Yeah, they, they don't
2: up. play the game. They're not even the game. Show that, show that, um... Which the is tape. why the Wall that drive- I sent you
1: is like oh, yeah, sure. Tesla misses all their numbers. And it's like, well, that's not 100% accurate, right? And it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter.
3: If, if, if Tesla had a PR department quote What You Want, they would have been out there after AI Day saying, here's what you should have taken away from this. And they sent out something and they got to all the. That's why I tweeted leaders. Elon. That's what they do. That's, that's what, I tweeted and, Elon. And what, I, what, what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of the competitors are the ones that are feeding the media stuff, and then they run with it. It's not like the media is necessarily biased, they are, but it's more the competitors are, are working with them and giving them stuff that they can run with.
1: And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's, it's the same thing. It's like, they're just not going to do it. And, and and it's like, Okay, well,
3: you know, you you're so feedback?
1: so I just tweet them, I'm like, you know, it'd be really great if, if we could talk like, and you could explain this to regular people how this will impact them because it's nice to watch an AI day video, but most people it's just like not for Show them. Show that
2: tweet as well, Fazal, please. Yeah, you yes. know, I, was- I love that. I love that you did that. Not this one, Fazal, the one the, yeah. the tweet yesterday between uh, Ross and, and Elon because I, I mean oh, yeah. it got on my nerves. You know, I'm I know I'm I'm oversensitive when Elon replies, but it just got on my nerves. First of all, you didn't ask him anything about the stock price. Let's wait until until Farzad has it up. So he, you asked him whether he can, you know, explain a little bit the business case for the bot, right? And um, what are the global economic implications, right? He answers, I don't care about boosting the stock. Nobody asked him about the stock, but the stock. economic implications are obvious. So yeah, thank we you have, for I thinking. Know, I haven't replied to the that
1: stock. yet. I haven't even like gone through my, my Twitter yet. It's
3: not about the stock. It's about <laughs> yeah. getting the word out not going to go on my twitter so and answer understand why this is so significant for society yeah it's yeah it's just,
0: well it, it isn't the implication there that that he doesn't want to care about boosting the stock because optimus is going to generate so much value for the
1: company that it's just not going to
0: be
3: him about this well stock?
1: that well certainly he didn't boost the stock so <laughs> um no, I I have the, the, no intention of anything to do with the stock, to be honest, yeah. is I, exactly what I'm saying. Like we've discussed for like 40 minutes, like what are the implications of this robot? But they're not obvious to the average. They're not they obvious the to problem. even us in my mind, in a lot of ways, like we're still trying to sort of hash out and and see for me, like, you know, he's such a technical guy. I was like, you know, maybe we can have some sort of conversation that like regular people could understand more. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's where
2: I'm no avail. <laughs> but
3: yeah. It's the press, no avail. it's regulators, it's society, it's consumers. If they're not going to advertise, how do you get the message to the average congressman out there unless you've got a PR team that, that's, that's, right. that's getting it in the New York Times or the Washington Post? or. Well,
1: you see whatever. how many politicians go through Fem- Fremont every week. It's zero. <laughs> so it's like they don't play the game. See this. Uh, Can they complain when they when it when it's when biased I, against them? That's right, not right. Right. You can't, you can't and, and this is what pisses me off because I talk mm. to them all the time, and there's and it's Elon who kind of poo poos this whole thing. But it's like there's a lot of advantages to playing the game, and even minimally, even I mean, minimally, and and you know just relying on your messaging from me and Gary and all the Tesla community constantly putting oh, out no. information. There's a nice side to that you know, it reminds me very much of the Grateful Dead and the people that would follow the Grateful Dead. And, and a lot of people made a living following Grateful Dead, you know, and it was like their messaging and, and their food and their whatever. Sure. But it was sort of like, you know, why don't they just do this? You know, it's sort of, and so I kind of question one of the biggest companies in the world not having a highly advanced media strategy, propaganda strategy. Okay,
2: agree. Completely agree, and and I will take it even no, a point no, further because it really because because it really it really gets on my nerves from time to time. I think it's actually not fair to the retail investor. I mean, I know as retail investors we've had a good time with Tesla and had you know good good uh, returns on everything, but I do feel from time to time nobody cares about us, nobody cares about our stock price, nobody cares about good communication, and I just wish you know they're having this this uh, new second eye. I- IR person up there. Um, there are rumors around that it's going to be Rob Moore. That's why he was, you know, so groomed on the AI Day um, presentation and all that, which which would be perfect. But whoever it is, I really wish they better address retail, and I still hope they put somebody on the board that represents retail and has a strong enough voice to be heard by Elon, because it's not easy to get through to Elon. I think it, Elon has a quite patriarchic way of running his board. And I really wish there's somebody up there that you know, we can send our ideas to and, and we we will be heard.
0: I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering how much of, of like this style of of, I guess, <laughs> lack of communication or communication, or whatever you want to call it, is the fact that he's been able to sort of play this anti game game. Where he's hasn't had to do this for really since the founding of the company that has enabled him to really reach the place where he's at now from not just like a monetary perspective, but like just an achievement perspective and creating value for the world. And that's a proof of concept that says, well, I got to this point and I'm extremely successful not playing the game. Why should I play the game now? Could that be part of the equation as well? I
1: just think that, that is part there. of the equation. And that, you know, there's sort of like famous last words from lots of people who eventually like how problems, you know, like you have to adapt to where you're at, not where you came from. And um, when you're a startup, I was one, you know, once and you're bootstrapping everything and you can't afford an ad budget, you know, and you try to market and sell however you can and, and you become very successful at these things. You know, it's very easy to say, why would i change something that's worked so well and i've got ross and gary and and all of these wonderful people who constantly promote our business for us so why do i even worry about it because you know truthfully they kind of told me once it was like we're happy with the job you're doing ross and i was like I'm on TV all the time, all this crap, every time Elon does something and it's exhausting. And quite frankly, I'd rather have a Tesla spokesperson do it, you know? And they were like, oh, "It's we're fine with you doing it kind of thing. And I was like, you know, I'm not, you know, like, it, but I feel like I'm always in a position having to explain everything I got to go on TV tomorrow, explain all this stuff tomorrow. I got to explain it the next day and the next day and and I'm fine doing it because it's my largest investment. And I love the company and I love the products and I love the people who work at Tesla. And it's made me a fortune and I'm super grateful. It's been a huge, huge plus in my career and and for my clients. And so by no means am I any not gratefulness to Elon and Tesla. but. You're the biggest company in the world and you affect a lot of things that are incredibly important. And for you to be successful in the future, we have to adapt to the fact that not just the American government, but government and people around the world have much incentive to cause Tesla problems. And at the same respect, there's lots of incentive for them to see Tesla succeed and you have to sell them this and so you have to sell it. the politicians this and exactly. you to donate to these people and you've got to build a pack and you've exactly. got to do these things that's how you manipulate the world we live in and that's what they do at every other company in america yeah. and so it's time that elon and i have
2: been yeah i've been i've been monitoring the job site you know the tesla job site. you know how i like to be my little aunt and, and collecting data it's been nine months that they have this job offers out in Washington, DC for three lobbyists. Nothing happens. Those ads are there. Nothing happens. Yesterday evening I checked again.
3: It works. I think it's philosophical with Elon. I think he feels that the product speaks for itself and people will just figure it out if they put it out there. So like they have this uh, safety, quarterly safety report that comes out. Yeah. And Tesla's like number one. Well, nobody's going to read that. Nobody in Washington is going to read that. You got to spoon feed people this. And you don't little, read an 87 doses, page report. No, you got to yeah. like get it out there. And you, if you're a PR person, that's what you do. You take little drips and dribs. You, you give it Come to on, the They regulators. don't even read the
1: budget that they sign. You know, it's like.
3: So, so this, this, it's just interesting to me that this shift I've seen in the last month or so where we have to get regulators to approve FSD. I don't know. That to me seems interesting because they've never talked like that before. But that's something that really important that you have some communication strategy that talks to those regulators. So the regulators know what they're trying to approve. Yeah. So I think that's yeah, possible.
2: and and the material is there, but it's not yeah. packaged in the right way. It's not presented to the right people. It's not done on a regular basis. I mean, I can only talk about my ESG research. You know, I went into that rabbit hole. I. I there's so much to be said, but never any help from from Tesla. What what's this all about? If I would have a person there I could talk to, get their input from it, and I tried, nothing, just nothing. And I I just I just think it's it's a shame because we're really trying our best all from from all sides we come in. I have to, I have to really congratulate all this, you know, Tesla community and how everybody is uh participating and bringing their little angle to it and helping it. But but I do believe Tesla should do their part as well. And I really hope they all hear us and we should just, you know, continue I think, yes,
1: but I, I do think it, it has to be Elon that's going to make this decision.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think everybody at Tesla
1: really agrees with us. I think
3: it's Elon. I've heard that from people at yeah. Tesla that I talk to. There's a lot of agreement about this and people have told me, don't stop pushing, keep pushing. And I think Elon just to ross's point that's not how they grew up he grew up succeeding without advertising so why does he need it now or no no
2: even worse he had pr he had pr in the growth period it was bad the fud was so much that pr didn't help and he just cut it right and 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 so now going back to it is also means also putting in question a decision he has taken three years ago and 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 reverse it which is always difficult when you have made the decision
1: so so believe it or not like Tesla service is here at my office to fix this little thing on my car. And
2: <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah, they came. But it's just like amazing company. You know, it's like, this guy's texting me. And I said, well, I'm, I'm doing a show on Tesla right now. So, uh, you know, I can't, I can't do this right, you know, this second. And he said, oh, no problem. I can get started because I can get in your car with my computer and I'll get it fixed. Mm. It's just like, what company is like this? It, like it, it's, perfect. it's just like, and this is what I'm saying we can talk till we're blue in the face about all these things. And, I, and I, I love Elon and what he's built. And there are these things they can do to make the company better. But I get where he's coming from, where they've done such a great job with innovation and success and marketing and, and so many fans like us talking about Tesla for two hours, you know, on YouTube and, and all the amazing shows just on Tesla. And, and, and I think that's where he's coming from. You know, he's like, I've built a marketing system that is unlike anything else. And Gary's right. The product and the service speaks for itself and that should be good enough. And I totally get where he's coming from and I don't fault him for that. I just happen to come from a world where I believe in using all the resources available to succeed. And if you have these resources, why wouldn't you use them? and so that's
2: that brings sort of me so that brings me to my my question why i actually wanted to set this all up so my question is we're all convinced about tesla uh, none of your two prospectus of your two funds prevent you from having up to 25 percent of tesla why don't you and i mean i know i know gary goes further than ross was caught up and farzad maybe you want to Put up those two portfolios, sure. but that was the one thing I wanted to make sure I asked today.
3: Because if you get up to about twenty-five percent, people say it's not a portfolio. People will say it'd be like I have these who, who people, people on on Twitter. Okay, people who are institutional investors, they will say that's not a portfolio when you have twenty-five percent of your name in in or your portfolio one name. So I struggle with.
1: Although Ron Baron has
3: that, you know. Yeah, I get it, but I struggle with you know, on a day like today, what if you're wrong? What if you, and I should have seen all the signs that the China uh, demand issue was there at the end of the quarter. I just didn't do anything about it. And so when you're wrong and you take a 100 basis point hit to performance, it it affects your your flows, it affects your fund. And you may say, no, it doesn't affect me. We're smaller than you, you have a wealth management. No, no, it's it's not that it doesn't affect me. So So, so, so it puts your business at risk, I guess I would say, If you're wrong
1: will also put your business a potentially huge success too you know if mm, you're right maybe, maybe um
3: i just don't know people who think having 25 percent in one name other than ron and he's done it through appreciation it's not, all
1: appreciation it's not because
3: yeah. he kept adding to it i just think that's that's a hard business proposition for somebody just trying to start out and look we just got done with our best quarter i, I told ross this we were fourth percentile for the third quarter that's the best from a Morningstar rank. That's that's great. That'll allow us to get flows, and look, could it could it have been better? Yeah, but we cut off to a really bad start to the fourth quarter where we lost a hundred basis points in one day. So it's just managed, So right? it's so,
1: so, I think what Gary said first was exactly why it's not twenty five percent of my portfolio because I'm up on the day, and Tesla's my largest holding, but I manage a portfolio and. I have to have some level of diversification, and so there's this roaring rebound market today, and I'm still up on the day. Now I don't worry about as much compared to a benchmark kind of thing as Gary, because I don't
3: worry about benchmark. I didn't say that.
1: No, I mean I'm just saying you're you're like oh we lost 100 basis points of performance to the index because Tesla's down today. Well,
3: I lost 100 basis points.
1: Period. 100 basis points. Period. Whatever you want to call it, it's 100 basis points. But you know I would argue. It goes the other way too, when Tesla's rallying and the stock market's not, but we manage portfolios. And it, I think once you get over 10% of a stock in a portfolio, it becomes kind of what Gary's saying. It's not as much a portfolio anymore. It's more like it's Tesla with some stocks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we were just talking about, Hey, baby, we start a fund. That's like Tesla with some stocks and then we'll short other stocks or, you know,
2: wait, wait, wait. the two of you call each other. Hey, baby. That's where that's the news of
3: the day. Baby, hey baby, hey
1: baby, baby. baby. trust me. me. Yeah, Gary's not my baby. He's a Chicago guy. He would have whacked me on that. He's not a LA guy. thank God, you know. Uh, Hey baby. No, so like, if you think, if you think Uh, that I'm adding much value from a portfolio perspective, having such a concentrated investment in Tesla, essentially I'm just like the Tesla guy, you know what I mean? And so I do believe in portfolio management and I think our portfolio is performing exactly why we have a portfolio today. Because if I had 25% in Tesla, I would be down on the day. You see what I'm saying? And it's an up day, last time I checked. And so, so I'm happy with my portfolio right now because I got whacked on my top, uh holding and i'm still up let's say almost one percent so yeah
2: you know and today is a good example for that i agree exactly. Let, let's pull up the other ev makers please pause i sent you that this morning if you don't mind sure uh, I, I'm sorry, I make you do all these gymnastics. No, but please. I just would like the last couple of minutes. We have your your opinion on, um, you know, the other EV makers you have in there, which obviously have some weight, by far not as much weight as as Tesla, and I think it's interesting for the public to see those. Yeah, this is one
0: please. you sent me on the DM, Alexandra, or did you I send sent you on the DM at else? the
2: last minute. Yeah, I'm sorry okay. about that.
0: No, it's, please, I get it.
2: And it has actually, it has all four lines. It has also the Arc Q, which has some uh, other Got EV it. makers and the uh, Vika. Okay. Thank Perfect.
0: You.
2: All right, here we go. There we go. Are they always beautiful, my little tables? So <laughs> the two of yours are in the middle. um, Gary's Black in the second, having twelve point eight in Tesla and two point seven for the others, only in BYD and Rivian, and GK much less in BYD, but um, Rivian, but the biggest yes. position being Polestar. Yes. So tell us a bit about, and you're no, no Akimoto anymore, which I think was no. a good decision <laughs> given uh, where it's going.
1: Akimoto management kind of failed so far. Mm. Maybe they'll turn around. Um, well, can I start? Oh, go ahead.
3: So we like Rivian because Rivian is playing in 60% of the business with their CUVs and their pickup truck so that's 60 percent of the market they also have about three years of cash so they don't need to go to the markets anytime so they could burn off six seven six billion dollars a year yeah it's like 18 billion right yeah they'll be fine and so we like that and and people love their products if you talk to consumers people who own rivians really love rivians it's it's probably one
1: of the best brands i've seen built in a long time
3: yeah Yeah, there's, there's there's i've talked to two or three people they just love it they love their product um, BYD is more interesting to me. Their, their strategy is to really come up with a low cost, high quality vehicle in China, and they'll export it out of China. But it's um, it's very different from a Tesla strategy because it's, it's not premium, it, although the, the cars look premium, and they're trying to play in every single segment. And the one negative Ross and I were talking about is Buffett's been selling it because uh, he built a huge position years ago, and now he's been trimming it back because it's up so much. So we like both of those. But we don't really like like any of the other Chinese manufacturers. We can talk about Polestar separate. We don't like Lucid because Lucid, unlike Rivian, plays at about 8% of the market. They play in the large luxury sedan part of the market.
1: Really competitive.
3: And and, and unlike Rivian, they don't have a lot of cash. They have about a half-year cash. They're going to have to go back to the market this year. So I, And also, they I can't make cars. I mean, they're they, not making correct, cars. They've had a hard time getting to even 15,000 cars a year, I think. Rivian's goal is is still uh
1: fifteen to twenty. Rivian's making trucks, and I'm seeing the trucks, yeah, and I, yeah, you know, they're out. They're
3: out you they're know, out. um so so that's my two cents on Rivian and VW. They're nowhere near what the Tesla position is. You
1: don't have Ford on this list. I don't consider
2: not yet, but I have GM for Mark. I mean, I consider true.
1: Ford a better EV player than GM, but that's my head. Yeah, yeah. I'd
3: rather own. Both. I'll put Ford in there.
1: I ra- I'd rather own none of the three. But.
3: We don't own e- yeah. any of them. We're not going to own any.
1: E- but I'm e- just saying if you have a list of EV makers, I think that the yeah. Lightning F150 and the Mach-E But e are- I don't
2: think anybody has any anything enrolled, right? I don't I didn't no. no.
1: No, and I don't own Neo or or Zeping because I just have no like Extra knowledge that anybody else would otherwise you have. About Polestar. You, Polestar, I know very, very well. You know, Polestar Ellis. is a really interesting company because it's basically Volvo, and Volvo decided to make EVs, and they're gonna make Volvo EVs. And Volvo's brand is like sort of like super safe car for your driving your kids around. And you know, the top designers and, and uh people at Vol- Volvo wanted to do a new brand for a Tesla like company and then instead of like trying to start from scratch they're like let's just copy Tesla um and so it's uh, owned by Geely which is a uh Chinese company bought Volvo so they've got the supply chain down and that's one of the big things about uh Polestar is they're on track to doing 50,000 cars uh globally this year which is much higher than many of the other uh EV makers so they're actually making a lot of cars relative to other players right now With the man. They have demand, they've sold every one of the cars. They're in three markets. Um, they're in their home market in China and Europe. So remember, China and Europe takes about 60% or more of their cars. And then what really attracts me to them is the fact that they have the Volvo service centers and sales centers at, to lean on. And they're very good at making cars, the quality of the build of the car. And they're using technology similar to Tesla, it's an app based direct sales type program, they're dropping their SUV in on October twelfth in Denmark, they're going to do a release, and it's going to be in production sometime next year, early next year. Um, But the Polestar two and three are very attractive, good EVs. um, And they're going to be working on an autonomous system, lidar based system with Google software um, for their solution. So it really looks like a, a, a different version of Tesla, but run by Swedes with a completely different vibe, but with the same goal of sustainability, wonderful design of cars and good execution. So we, I like Polestar and they're, and they're doing well and the stock's super cheap
3: relative. Why did they go with a brand new brand, Polestar, rather than use an existing brand everybody knows? Volvo. Which to your point means safe. Why wouldn't they just use the Volvo it's, brand? Cause it's like
1: safe and like, Mama Warren? mama car. Yeah. My my wife loves Volvo. You know, it's like.
2: Mama car. Come on. Come on. Stop insulting mamas. Okay, no, it's not that. You, it's you
1: just know. drive your kids around in a Volvo. That's, but, it's but a Volvo. Wouldn't
3: it have been an easier sell that if it's a Volvo EV that you could. They're I agree selling- with you. And especially then Polestar. I mean, Polestar is, is the opposite
2: of mama, right? Yeah, it's
1: a brand new brand because they wanted it to be cool. They wanted it to be like Tesla. Yeah, from a brand scratch. from scratch, it's, which is really it's hard. hard. It's really hard. That's so, right.
2: do you think women will buy a Polestar?
1: Um, I don't think that's per se their market. I think the SUV they will, with a name like Polestar.
0: Which one of these would you would you rank closest to Tesla? From a, from a from a my mind's in the
3: dirt. I, know, the dirt. I just, that's, that's what that's what my friend me Kevin says. It's my, hard to figure out why they would start a brand new brand, which is so hard to do. Well, I mean, Rivian a brand, is which,
1: a brand new brand.
3: That's true. That's true.
1: I I think all EVs are brand new. So here's my argument of this. Young people love new brands. They're not wedded to old brands. Young people don't want a General Motors car. That's true. There's just no love. So there is something to this. Now, I'm working with Polestar on how they can brand better and, and build a cool brand in America, which is super hard to do. Um, And they're actually in the process of trying to. They have a marketing and PR team, by the way. So it's like all the things that Tesla frustrates me about. You don't have with Polestar, but you have a very similar business model and and good execution so far. So once again, if I can buy a company that's trading at like I don't know twelve or thirteen billion dollars on track for fifty thousand cars this year and doubling it next year, you know it's a really reasonable valuation for I think what you're getting.
3: Did you hear Alexander? He he said my mind is in the, the gutter because I said
2: yeah 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 uh, mine as well. Let's let's meet in the gutter. <laughs> we we talked about okay. the
1: robot issue we already had and and, and it's not the first person who said
2: oh oh, oh, oh oh be careful
1: negative connotation <laughs> yeah. to a popular type of. <laughs> I think it's drinking establishment. It's
2: a no, 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 let's set this right. Let's set this right. This was because Father and you, Ross, agreed that 50% of the bot business is going to be sex related. No, that's let's, not let's start, let's said start that. start at the least. I never said that. I never said that.
0: Don't you put that evil on me. Yeah, I never I'm, said that. A, in
1: fact, What I said was that I don't think it would be good for that is what I said. Um, <laughs> and that humans yeah. are much better. And remember what I said. Why? It's because bots. No, 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 no. We're mission. not doing No, 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 no,
3: no. <laughs> Yeah. You must, I, you your your character. character you you're characterizing. Of, <laughs> Netflix <laughs>
1: <thing>. <laughs> I did it again. Oh <laughs> my god. it was too scary for me. <laughs> that was it was scary, man. I could not watch that show. Um, that yeah. said, mm-hmm. that said, what what was we were saying? What would be the most requested features of the bot and you asked me if i would retweet this and i said if i do that probably from my followers we would get a vast majority of sexual comments that was what we were talking about because no, 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 no. i'll get this right let's get this right let's men, get this really right. among men the first <laughs> thing this that thinking is thinking is, is the wrong thing, you know, with a robot.
2: My big mouth, my big mouth will get me in trouble, but let's get this straight. I said, You're gonna but we were talking first about guitar playing, right? And you said, Oh no robot will ever get anything out of the guitar like I can do with my fingers, right? And then okay. I don't know, thanks to Father, we got to sex, and I was like, Okay, Ross is How gonna did bring a finger comment the- again. I don't know. <laughs>
1: i have good fingers i mean i just I mean, work i mean you should see these i i can really fret quite quickly
2: well so this is being all taken all down by youtube these... but
0: we're off air now i'm just kidding
1: you'll <laughs> like,
2: about... see how we how we prepare these shows i mean oh, you know
1: good. i don't know i don't want to go into too much because it's like i don't know like people have this weird taboo about it i don't know it's america in europe you don't have
2: that problem that's, can, true. Can That's ask, true. That's true. That's why people one, always think I'm weird. <laughs>
0: let me just ask one quick question, if I could, on this, on this, uh, on this breakdown. Does investment grade change these numbers at all on the left here for y'all? Does for that Tesla? make an impact at all
3: for Tesla? Yeah,
1: I think it's the most irrelevant thing. Like, <laughs> who cares?
3: I think know? it becomes more like a blue chip stock. You're going to have a lot of institutions, who so don't look at it now because they think it has too much debt, even though it's also or they have no debt and they think if it's risky. So I think it changes. They don't have Bloomberg
1: turn and they can't. They it do, up.
3: but people perceive it as not a blue chip stock. I, I agree. It's going to change agree. so that people will actually look at it. They're not going to look at it like Apple or Microsoft. But they're going to look at it much differently once it's invested. If you're grade.
1: investment grade, it's it's a legitimate stamp yeah. of you know approval or whatever. It'll
2: become a, a fine whatever it is. Well, like you we
1: know, they got to pay them. That's isn't that how it works? Yeah. Well, a lot of people them. say well, that
3: well, borrow some money. And then go buy some stock and they'd probably get an investment
2: yeah that's what apple did that's exactly it maybe
3: they should that's exactly what Apple. i'm not opposed to that well
2: i mean i I think we should sit it out we should sit it out until after the 19th because there is a good chance s p will just upgrade at the end of that week and the funny thing is I, i told that yesterday on twitter I won't even be there i'll be sitting in an airplane that day but it doesn't matter so you'll all let me know when it's upgraded but if that doesn't happen i think we really should do a push to to test tesla management asking them to to do a bond issuance because that's just going to do it and it's in the best interest of us all that the, it just gets into into investment grade
3: yeah i don't
1: think they want any more debt though
3: and they won't want no. to the bond rating agencies to rate their debt yeah, yeah that's how you get the upgrade they won't want that
1: I just don't think sure. I, I agree with Gary saying, and I think he's right. But I, I just don't think anybody cares about that at Tesla that much. Maybe Zach,
3: but mm, I don't certainly know. not you you don't, That's for sure. You won't own it because it's junk. And yeah, I don't know how many, that's right. But there's, there's, there's a bunch. That's right. But I mean, it's, it's in the
1: so you kind of have to own it.
3: Mm. Not to. Yeah. You have to be an indexer. You're not. We're not.
1: No, I know. But so many firms are indexers. Come on.
3: Any
2: Come questions on. from the public, Father, that you wanted to bring forward?
1: anyway uh, there were oh, oh
0: sorry there were quite a, a few coming through here there was a question about investment grade which is the one that that I shot out there just to uh just to uh, put it in front of you um, there was nothing immediate in the chat that uh, we we I can bring up because we have actually covered a lot of the stuff we were covering. People were asking, and then it just naturally flew uh, flowed into the conversation. Was there anything that you saw, Alexandra, that you wanted to bring up from my end? I mean, no. there was a lot. No, I, I there think, was a I lot that right was quite amusing.
2: I have the feeling yeah. they all had a good time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it was amusing it was very informational for sure i mean i'd really want to i mean for me i, I felt like I, you know i i felt like i i was i was a viewer watching y'all just kind of go back and forth and really sharing your ideas so for me it was incredibly valuable and i think the the folks in the chat and, and viewing at home also uh, felt the oh, same i, I think
1: very fortunate to have these two wonderful very intelligent people to debate with over these issues because, you know honestly that's my favorite thing about tesla a lot is a lot of the people i get to interact with are just wonderfully passionate intelligent people and and i and and this was a great show today you know super appreciate i don't know how this happened it was one of you alexandra guys. yeah Alexander. i mean
0: it's all the uh, thanks goes to alex i mean she's uh, the alexandra, one that really
1: I, I thank you too you know you you yeah. help us out you follow us you give us you know lots of love and, and we appreciate it uh, greatly and, and and all your she's work yeah all your work but but I think for viewers, I think this is what I, why I think YouTube is so successful is because, you know, we're really trying to put out content that's valuable to people versus I think a lot of media organizations today are are really just trying to sell ads one way or another. And, and, and then the content sort of gets trampled on like what we've seen at CNN over the last couple of years. And, and then you lose like, what's, what do I really need to know what's important? And I, and I thought today was great. So. And thanks, Good Gary. I love you too. too. I mean, I, I feel pretty lucky today. How long
2: are you in California for, Gary?
3: Just a day.
1: Yeah. I well, thanks about-
3: for coming out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know why anybody would live in Chicago, to be honest.
3: Okay, so the Last night I got to LAX. There's no cabs. You got to take a bus. That's horrible. To it's horrible. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. We'll get you to
1: a private plane, Gary. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. <laughs> I really do <laughs> want
0: to thank everybody. Much. Yeah, well, I want to thank everybody on the panel. Thank you, Gary, again, for for willing to come back on, on the channel multiple times. Thank you, Ross, for uh, coming on, I guess. You've
1: never invited me on. I had to get yeah, Alex I- to, to sneak me in.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I I'm not. I, I can't tell you how thankful I am that I'm able to speak to all three of you together. And I think, I think having this group dynamic is also really cool because again, that debate factor I think is something that's that's cool to have in the Tesla community because I do. What I see is that there is a lot of really, really good ideas within the community itself that are sort of a, a, all you know in, in different s- sides of the spectrum. And then getting those together in one room to really hash them out, I think creates a lot of value for people to listen to. Like you said, Ross, because it really? I think it, it tests the thesis of many and there's so much value from just having a having those theses just tested and seeing what comes out of it you know so i really want to appreciate uh everybody on the panel seriously this was also on on your channel i believe uh ross as well it was multicasted to your twitter account as well do you want to plug any of your channels uh from both of you ross and gary make sure we get them out well, there. the
1: only thing out of the plug is uh gary's fund, a future fund, my fund, gk what great diversification by two funds that are almost very similar, uh, and then put the rest in bonds, and you're in good shape for the next 10 years,
3: yeah. FFND, traded on New York Stock Exchange, and I had great awesome. performance last quarter. Alexander, anything about, from your end?
1: Future, isn't it, Gary? Yeah, it is about the future, yeah.
3: Today was not good, but hopefully, we're looking forward, and we got a lot of good catalysts coming. So, awesome, Alexander. Anything from your end?
2: No, I have nothing to sell other than uh, my smiles and my laughs. So thank you for taking that. And uh, looking forward to having you back soon because uh, Q3 will come, rating upgrade will come, so many new things will come. I mean, the good thing about Tesla is we can talk any day and every day.
1: Yeah, yeah. there's always something.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And there will be a, uh, will be a, uh, I know on my channel, I'll be doing the Q3 earnings. I think uh, I think Alexandra, you'll be there. I think Gary, you may be able to join us towards the end there. Ross, you're more than welcome to join us as well if you're available. Uh, cool. We're doing like a, gonna a multi-person. On the it's going to be so fun. Yeah. We're just going to like live stream and watch earnings come out live and we're going to yeah, analyze so it. it, it well. yeah. I
1: was thinking about doing a different type of show for Tesla earnings. So maybe I'll just jump on yours. I don't know. We'll t- yeah, That's
2: and cool. I will try to do the calculations to see, you know, how close we're getting to the ratings. So I'll try to do that live uh, that afternoon.
1: Yeah, you keep harassing yeah. Keep harassing.
2: Them. Yeah. Oh, I will. And <laughs> they're no better, no better Karen than me. Rattled them. I was
1: impressed. <laughs> you, you rattled them up. I like it.
0: I did. That's amazing. Did. Thank you guys so thank much. Guys. Seriously. This was quite an honor. Uh and uh, thank you everybody for watching. I hope you enjoyed. Um, uh and we'll see you on the next one. All right, everybody. We're gonna end broadcast. Thank you all.